Damn it, Richie. Why don't you get that camera set up before we start? Such a Bush League operation around Jeez, here. Man. Naked last minute. She didn't even get to dry her hair. She's just flipping it back, putting her headphones on. I'm like, are you ready? She's like, no. Nope. <laughs> the music's about to stop. The music is on already. It's time for the show. I'll just leave. What show? I'm just kidding. Stop saying that. Just stop I'm just it. kidding. I'm here. Just stop it. I'm ready. We will have the producer duct well, tape she's you at to least the here. chair if, if necessary. All right. <laughs> Uh, let let the record show that she voluntarily agreed to the duct she tape consented to the chair. She absolutely she consented. consented. She sure so. did. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What's the name of the show? Free Talk Live. What do we do here? We talk about freedom and peace. She was about to give out the phone number because that's the protocol. Yeah, that's what my brain was going to do. But <laughs> I, I threw, you have her uh, trained. Yeah, I threw her a little wrench in the in the old plan there in the regular regular stuff. Uh, captain's log start date zero one two nine two zero two three. In the studio tonight, it is Nikki and Richie Rich, and I am the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, if you authentic. will, authentic, and I will be your host. The authentic. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that word. <laughs> Keep reminding me, and in thirteen or fourteen more times, I'll finally okay. get it because <laughs> that's how I roll. Not E Y E roll, but I is in the letter I is in the norm number one Uno. Yeah. Anyway. You guys are looking at me like, are we going to get the show started? I'm just wondering how many more languages you know the number one in. Uh, uno, ein, uh, un. un. Uh, that's probably about it. All right. Yeah. Multilingual, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> the authentic multilingual. <laughs> Barely. Multilingual. Doctor, reverend, <laughs> priest. We have a whole bunch of stuff to, to get through. So I think I, you could be a priest if you wanted to. A Judas priest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I am a reverend, so, you know, whatever that entitles me to. We're not sure uh, still. Yeah. I Like, folks have asked me to perform weddings. I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> why not? You're a reverend. That's the whole point. I know, but, like, yeah. it's, like, one of the things that I don't want to do as a reverend. That's the boring part. Yeah. yeah. You know? Plus, you I don't, don't want to be do responsible. That. Like, 50% of marriages end in divorce anyway, so I don't want to be responsible. Yeah, why would you take responsibility for that? <laughs> you married him. <laughs> so? Yeah. I don't you cursed her. I'm only going to marry you. I'm not going to divorce you. You got to go to somebody else for that. <laughs> the, worst, the, priest down the, the worst thing than having a really good streak of marrying Wait. people is having a really bad streak of marrying people. But do priests divorce people, though? No, I'm pretty sure judges. you just go to the courthouse. Yeah, it's judges yeah. that, that yeah. divorce, right? Yeah. So, so what are you worried about? In the clear. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, don't technically, couples it. divorce themselves. Okay. Mm. Could you? Could, is that a marketable opportunity? If you, as a reverend, a mark, like, a marketunity, I'll sure. Your, We've uh, just made a new portmanteau. A marketable opportunity becomes a marketunity. I'll do your. Uh, I'll perform the divorce. Yeah, the divorce ceremony. Oh, no yeah! I only perform that. divorces. That's, that's right. What, that's going to be my comeback now. Whenever somebody asks me to, hey, you're a reverend, right? Yes. Will Will you do our wedding? No, I, but I will only do, do the divorce. Divorces. Yeah, I'll, I will do the divorce. All right. We'll let you know later. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever like? So this sounds like, do you remember this old show? They made a reboot of it, too, 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. The movie, yeah. the new movies are hilarious, yeah. too. And then I'm trying to remember the movie where it was like it was like Steve Buscemi. And it's like a meme now where he has like the, the skateboard. He's like, hello, fellow high school-aged people. Right? That, but, but he's not yeah. obviously a high school age, but he's pretending to be. I thought that was Half-Baked, but that's no, a completely uh, different movie, no. isn't it? But at any rate, 
Uh, this comes to us from dnyuz.com, whatever that is. Whatever. Woman, aged 29, enrolled in high school and pretended to be a teenager. Yeah, that's definitely a movie. <laughs> yeah. They've made yeah. several movies uh, about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. With, with Jump Street, though, it was uh, uh, super young cops right. who would then pretend to be oh, high yeah. school students to get in and bust like kids, you know, I don't know, selling dope to each other yeah. or something. Well, that's I, terrible. The, 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 recent, <laughs> the reboot movies were funny, especially like the second one, because they go like, it's the same case as last time. So, and that was part of the inside joke of the second movie. Speaking of cops, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the New Hampshire State Police posted on Facebook of this drug bust, this mega drug bust they did, and it was just some weed. Wow. And they were like posting on Facebook, like, look at us. Recently? Yeah, this is like a few days ago. De- decriminalized here. Not in, well, they still, it was it was a substantial amount. So probably, uh, you could was tell- it pounds? Well, yes, and you could. T- it was a bunch Kilos. of different strains. Mm. You could tell they were selling it, but you know they just the like, cops were selling it. And now they are, uh, but you could tell they like stole it. it from some kids, and their small business destroyed. Now they're probably it only was, showing you like like one quarter of what well, they actually you know got, and, honestly, and then they're going to keep the other like two thirds or two, right. three quarters. From what I saw on the post, it was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was like, you guys. So you guys are just harassing some kids and yeah. just stole their weed. And that's all. That's what you got to turn the community on them, right? Like everyone make fun of these. And guys. No, no. Literally, if you look at the Facebook post, every single po- no one was like, "Oh, you're keeping your community safe." Every single comment on the post was yeah. like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, go find some actual crime with like victims. Yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. No, I had not seen that, but I'm not surprised. It's pretty funny. I'm not surprised. And that's kind of like like everybody celebrated when uh, marijuana was, you know, they call it decriminalized. That's the wrong word because it's not decriminalized. They just made it the lowest prosecuted, yeah, uh, the lowest offense that they're going to prosecute. So if somebody does happen to get busted for some weed, it's just going to the bottom of the pile, likely won't even ever see the light of day as a case. So. Uh, yeah, and so then, of course, that makes the cops just not supposedly not bust people for that kind of thing, but apparently not. Wonder what the original stop was for? Probably like speeding, or they they ran a stop well, sign. It, it still or is illegal dumb. at the federal level. So yeah. even in the states where it's legalized, like Washington State, Colorado, those are the yeah. popular ones, right? Uh, it, if the feds wanted to, they could come into any of those pot shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, raid them, you know, crypto six style, whatever they wanted to yeah. do, you know. And they did in California when California went first. Yeah, yeah. that was a big deal. So yeah. then you knew the California stateies were, you know, friends with the feds, right? Because they they should have stepped in and enforced California law and arrested well, the feds, I mean, and they didn't. Even with my nursing license, all of the places I could work in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, wherever, we have to pass. Like we can't fail for marijuana and the urine drug screen. Because it's not federally legal. so Right. So, if you were a 29-year-old... Wait, Nikki, how old are you? 25. Would you even at 25 have the desire to like pretend to be a teenager yeah, to go back to high school? Okay, listen. I left high school <laughs> the absolute second I could. I did not stay a second longer than I had to. Did you graduate? Yeah, technically, okay. yeah. Well, I went to, well, I I went to college you. and took... I have a high school diploma. Technically, I graduated. If, if you want to know, I have a high school diploma. Yeah, I got a GED, so whatever. But uh, I left uh, after... Like, I didn't even finish freshman year. 
I was like, see so ya. you got me beat. I'm out. Yeah, I left at 16. No, I left at, yeah, I left at 16, but I think I was a sophomore at that point. But they were like, hey, you can do this dual enrollment program. You don't have to go to high school. You take college courses. and That's cool. Yeah, it wasn't any harder. It yeah. was just better. Better than regular ass high school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, this lady apparently, uh, according to this article, uh, four days for four days, a 29-year-old woman pretended to be a student at a New Jersey public high school. Four days. That sounds long. Before they caught on, probably, right? They're like, this student seems awfully mature for her age. Like, uh, why does she have boobs? <laughs> uh, I've been to high school. High school girls have boobs. I went to an all-boys school. Oh, Some of them had boobs. Some of them had boobs. <laughs> she attended classes, spent time in the guidance office, and collected phone numbers from teenagers who helped her find her way through the maze of hallways, according to the students and a school official. The students were so nice to her. Like, oh, <laughs> come on. Be friends with us. Yeah, she boobs. can buy beer for us. I don't uh, think they knew that she was 29. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. She continued to text former classmates days after the ruse was discovered last week, students said. The woman identified by police as uh, Hyeyong Shin was arrested on Tuesday and charged with providing documents that falsified her age to officials at New Brunswick Public Schools. Well, that's why she was able to get away with it. Why? Because Asians age so much slower than the uh, rest of us. They do. It's true. They're like, look it's at her true. perfect complexion. The incident first reported by New Brunswick Today. Never heard of that has raised concerns about the safety protocols in place to verify student identities and the woman's reason for sneaking into a school that enrolls children as young as 15. Children. In the first place. As young as 15. Uh, That's an adult. Aubrey A. Johnson, the school superintendent, told board members Tuesday that the district would be evaluating how to better look for fake documentation and other things, according to a video of the meeting shared on Twitter. Wait, I thought she was a cop. No, 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 no. We oh. were we were just talking about Twenty One yeah. Jump Street. This yeah yeah, but this lady so was why did cop. she do this? Well, they haven't said that yet. Uh, neither school nor police officials offered any information about a possible motive for her behavior. So she's just a weirdo. I mean, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. So or a child predator, right? Because right. she was like texting I, that's the That's a weirdo, students. is yeah. it not? Well, well, obviously, uh, okay. I think it's worse than a weirdo. Yeah, it's, it's like, a category of weirdo. It's not just your normal yeah, average. Yeah, it's a category. Of we, we've weirdo. expanded on the weirdo ness. With with the potential for child predator. I thought, now, I mean, this does like, beg the question, though. How many people have done this and been successful? Who would want to? Well, obviously, there's a reason, right? Now, let's say that reason is something like child trafficking. I mean, that, but right? that's the only thing I can think of. High uh, well, let's just terrible. say it is. How many times has this been done to no one's knowledge? Right? Where I mean, it's, you know, I, got, oh, yeah. Know. Oh, no, she transferred out. Yeah, you know, she mean, was she was only here for a few weeks. Like when I was in school, we had yeah. students that came in and like a couple yeah. months later were gone or whatever. You know, that totally happened like frequently even. Yeah. Did they look a little mature for their age? Mature. I had uh, I had one teacher who pronounced it mature. Manure. I'm like, you mean mature? She's like, yes, very mature. Yeah. So pretentious. Like, All right, lady. Yeah. I, yeah. At any rate, uh, Ms. Shin. Probably of, pronounced the T in often too. Often. Terrible. <laughs> Ms. Shin of New Brunswick, New Jersey, provided a false birth certificate to school officials. A third degree crime, according to a spokesman for the city's police department. What made it false? Third degree. Well, I, the a, the date of birth, obviously. Okay. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I don't know how much of this I want to share, but I have a family member 
right, who was adopted by a married parent, and they went back and edited the birth certificate to put a name on it that wasn't there when she was born. Yeah, and, it's probably not allowed. Like what, with like whiteout? And no, kind of no, or? they went down to the city office and edited the birth certificate. Oh, well, yeah, they can oh, do so that. Oh, so that's legal? Yeah. But it's not, okay, it's legal, but if that's all it takes, right, they just make stuff up 20 yeah. years after the fact? Hey, I want to be uh, five years younger. How about you? Uh, I'll give you 50 bucks. Put that on my birth certificate. I, mean, I just why think it's, not? I just think it's not an amendment to the birth certificate, right? They they no, doctored the original. They yeah. changed the original document. Yeah. So if, if they can do that, hey, why I want to be a high schooler now. Yeah, why not? Change the date. Fifty bucks. That's it. Schools in New Jersey are required to provisionally enroll all children in school, even if the absence of records typically provided to verify identity or prove they live in the community. From that point. Students have 30 days to provide additional proof of identity, or the district has the option to declare them ineligible to attend class. That's a long time. Once our staff determined it was dealing with a fraudulent with a no with fraudulent information, they immediately notified the appropriate authorities. It says authorities. I just got like a little, Cartman. I got, little, I got a little Cartman in there for some reason. Miss Shin has been barred from entering school grounds. And students have been advised to end all contact with her. Until she changes her name again, shows up with more falsified documents in a different school district. So did anything happen? Or did she just show up and then leave? Luckily, they were on the case and prevented something I mean, tragic from happening. She's obviously made no comment. Um, there's just some comments here from some of the students. Uh, they said Miss Shan had requested to meet at least some of them at a location outside of school. Mm. One teenage girl who identified herself as Tatiana said that the night before the woman's arrest, she got a text from Miss Shin's lifting her feeling frightened for her safety. See? Oh, All see, I wanted to do was make juicy. her feel comfortable in a new school, she said. If she has the ability to falsify documents, enter a public high school, have close contact with young students, she added, she has the ability to do anything. But not anything. I mean, it's a very she narrow scope. She's about to do yeah. anything. Can you eat your own head? Well, then you don't have the ability to do everything. Calls to a New Brunswick resident with the same name as the 29-year-old were not returned. Neither the they were mayor, harassing someone. Near the they mayor looked up the name and just went, "Oh, this must be the same person." Yeah. So, well, there you go. So, yeah. Uh, hey. speaking, speaking of making comments, before you go on, speaking of making comments, do you guys cover like the Paul Pelosi attacker thing? No. Okay. Are you talking about the guy, the underwear with the hammer or whatever? Right. Like he answered the door right. like with this guy. But he also, he released a <laughs> statement that basically apologized. Like, I'm sorry. I should have done more. Like, I wish I'd gotten more of them. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> a new wrinkle in that case. I thought I'd mention it. Oh, oh let's go to the phones. Okay, We've got uh, Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey. I didn't mean to call you again, but I, I saw I was doing some. Yes, you did, and it's fine. On, you can call every day if you like. Phone. No, I can't do that. I got a life. Uh, but this. this <laughs> I don't believe you. Out of ten- <laughs> <laughs> did you, you butt know, dial you us? Is that what you're saying? You butt dial us? He's like, well, now that I'm on the phone, I might as well. Might as well say have something. a conversation yeah. and be We're on, on speed dial, man. Radio. Doesn't even need to be butt dialed. Yeah. See, you, it's going to hold down the one. See, I like you because you got a weird sense of humor like me. See. You make me chuckle sometimes. You hear that, Richie? Richie, make him chuckle. Yay! Yeah, he does too, but a different kind of way. <laughs> he gets the feeling in the loins, <laughs> little tingle now, in the in the jingle. Not, not necessarily so, but anyway, not necessarily. Uh, I was doing. 
the Lauren part is the part that's kind of weird, kind of, you know. Speaking of weird. Look, I know I'm everyone's just, type, so let's just move on. With that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem to me. Anyway, uh-huh. anyhow, did you see this story out of Laverne, Tennessee, this police department? It's L-A-V-E-R-G-N-E. I think that's how they spelled it. It's a police department where there was like orgies and swapping and Oh, you talking like about the, the the one the chick who's been uh, brutally memed <laughs> because oh, yeah. and none of the guys have be, right because she was uh, banging everybody in the police station and then uh, there's more to that story but that's the only part that I remember. It's the only part that matters. It just reminded me of like Super Troopers and Ursula, <laughs> yeah. and and she's married and her husband yeah. is still with her. Your husband's like, ah, it's okay. I still love her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, and they think, they think they have something going on on Good Morning America. That's I don't think he wants to give up those sweet state man. bennies if he like breaks up with her. Right. <laughs> He's getting cop <laughs> benefits for life and retirement. I mean, like drinking and tops falling off and, uh, and jacuzzis and all kind of crazy wild stuff. Oh, no. Thinking, well, that's just he like, just wants the health insurance. Like, that's just like a Saturday night for a rock and roll person, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't say radio host. I'm like, I missed everything. Yeah. Hey, well, how come I didn't hear about this story from the media? Because I sure didn't hear I, about it. I don't know it. how you missed it. Yeah, I, I, I heard mean, it from Facebook. I, I'm actually kind of tired oh, yeah? of hearing about it, really. I'm surprised <laughs> you brought it up because it, it's actually, it's more than five minutes old, which, you know, normally uh, if we're covering current events, that's beyond the uh, the human scope of attention span, you know, if anything's more than a week old, like, oh, that's old. Yeah. He just doesn't want to talk about hey. the police brutality case that's coming up. Well, yeah, we if, you were, if, you were, if you were tired, if you were tired hearing of it, your tired probably came from a different reason. But you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, sexually speaking. Anyway, but uh, that, I feel like that was supposed to be a joke, but Jerome, yeah, got to work on yeah, that delivery, kinda, bro. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm not a professional. We know you're sorry. Now apologize. Anyway, that was weird. You can tell he's never been to yeah. an orgy. <laughs> no. <laughs> he absolutely no. has. <laughs> not even, not even close to one. Hey, I went to a See? strip club one time, but I didn't. I never went back because there were just some things in that place, you know, to kind of turn. Did you off. make a lot of money while you were there stripping? <laughs> No. Amateur night? <laughs> not with my body. I you, you know, Jerome, a lot of lot of folks get started later in life. It's not unheard of for uh, you so know you somebody somebody of your age to begin hosting orgies. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No orgies for Jerome. He doesn't want you to blow his no. cover. Come on. <laughs> no. I, hey, is that a euphemism? Kind of, <laughs> hey, my life was boring, man. I don't live that kind of life. Uh-uh. Never have, never will. Yeah, it would. It certainly, it would certainly cut into your time watching uh, CNN all the time, right? No, I, I like watching Fox because um, you know I'm a big uh, Sean Hannity fan. You know, <laughs> I was wondering about him. So you're a Republican? Like, no, you're a big I Trumper. Like looking at no, you're a Trump and, I was just, That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, I was just wondering how is it like he's he's doing one of the reporters there, and uh, the guy from Good Morning America, you know. He, they fired him and his girlfriend, his, his TV girlfriend. You know, I was just wondering about that. How is that possible? I mean, I mean at work, sexual relationships are unfortunately pretty common. Or fortunately. Yeah. Well, depending I, on... I guess he can't... 
I guess he can't talk about Bill Clinton anymore, huh? He was all self-righteous talking about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, yeah. Now look what he's doing. Maybe he just took a page out of his book, man. You know, I mean, I learned it from watching you, right? Bill. You know? right. I learned it from watching you, Mr. President. That's where, like, I think all these... Uh, That's why I bombed Syria again. These, uh, what do you call them? Uh, AKA, the supposed or the alleged mass shooters, right? Whenever somebody shoots more than, like, a couple of people, they call it a mass shooting. Uh, and like, well, hey. and everybody else asks, where where do they learn this behavior from? Well, take a look at the, what the U.S. government does and how they go about uh, getting everything that they have and doing all the things that they do, and you quickly realize that they learned it from watching them. Well, hey, I just wanted to say I'm sorry I was late with the with the te- with the police sex party story to you, but you know that's the story of my life. You know, the police I, sex party I, is I'm the story of your life. Things. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> being late. Being late to learn about certain things is the story of my life. Yeah, you don't want to be late to the orgy. <laughs> Definitely. It's already yeah. over. <laughs> You've heard I of sloppy seconds? Well, it gets even worse. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Me doth thinks he protests too much. <laughs> doth you? Doth. Yes. Hey, Jerome, thanks for you the know. call. Have a good night. <laughs> 603-283-6160. I love what Jerome calls. Jerome's great. He, well, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like, he's off his rocker politically, but outside of that, he's a fun dude. All right. You know, uh, he should certainly uh, think about exploring the ideas of the non-aggression principle and some other freedom philosophy. Like, would do him some good. And explore his sexuality, too. One of that life. <laughs> give them a free plug. I mean, I don't really care about that. Okay. But. <laughs> Can you imagine him calling, up, calling back and be like, so all right, I so I took it. your advice. <laughs> You'll never guess what I did last weekend, you know, on Tuesday or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, Two that would be an exciting time. call. <laughs> you think Jerome's got a million bucks? I don't know. He might. He would need a million bucks to get two chicks at the same time. <laughs> no. 603-283-6160. We've got more calls coming up. Uh, plus, I do want to talk about laser-guided lightning. That's right. Laser-guided lightning. Still to come. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Muted Richie Rich yet. I've canceled him temporarily. Okay, let's try now. Bush League. <laughs> I will say it loud so you hear it on everybody on the microphone. Bruce Lee. What Bruce are you talking Lee? about? <laughs> if you missed it during oh the break, I'm sorry. Well, you everybody did except us. We're yeah. the only ones who are inside on that show. Well. So, uh, but that's okay. We have callers to get to. And uh, let's do just that. Let's first go to, uh, uh, is it Sad Slave? No. Is it is it Rad Slave? No, it's Bad Slave, calling from New Hampshire. Thanks for finally getting that right there. <laughs> it's only taken me like three years. Yeah, well. What makes someone uh, a bad anyways, slave? Wait, wait, are you a father? Uh, you could be Dad Slave. Well, I am uh, I am a father. And if, you start, if you start trends, you could be Fad Slave. Oh. My, as a matter of fact, both of my children were born at home, 
uh, with a midwife. Actually, the midwife didn't show. It was a, a, a doctor, uh, an MD candidate oh. that was in schools that came and and uh, caught my uh, daughter. Uh, she was um, she she was uh, born while my by uh, their mother stood up. Mm, okay. That's still a fad, though, even nowadays. No, well, I, I, I mean, don't want to call it a fad, but people think it's a fad. What would you call it? it? A, a, I would it call it the a, way you're supposed to have a baby. Oh. But right, right. That's exactly. just me. Not a centrifugal force. Oh, but we, yeah, them. not spinning around, but, but, oh, not, not flinging. To a hospital like no baby bed. flinging going on. I mean, what, honestly, I would prefer them. flinging. That's than what the hospital. That's the verb they used. Flinging. Yeah. To fling I think flinging a baby, is better uh, than know. having a baby in the freaking hospital. But, but we digress. That's uh, just me. A bad slave. What were you calling about? Well, I was calling about uh, to admonish you all and all the. Okay, uh, thanks. No, no, no. Let me, let me give you the admonish. <laughs> the the admonish. <laughs> you. Come on. Um, Where are we going? Uh, I'll drive. We're You'd going with uh, federal law. And 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 the potential of that law not actually being authorized by the Constitution. Okay, so all of them, for the most part, yeah, nearly nearly all of them. There's there's very very few that uh, correspond with the uh, you know limited know. and uh, powers that were given the seventeen or eighteen. So how do we get rid of them all? Well, I'm I'm happy for that too, but let's go back to and 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 when people say, "Oh, well, they have a federal law about marijuana," you got to say, "No, they didn't." I mean, they do. No, they, it's just invalid. Huh? It, it of course it's invalid. If it's invalid, then it's not a law. But they will enforce it as if it is, and that's more important well, yes, for the average and, person. And stop that. I mean, this is this is what can be done, in with nullification in the general court in New Hampshire, and and we can just do it. Just say, listen, you guys don't have this authorization. Go the f away. So, what does it take to put together a uh, nullification campaign that informs and educates every resident of New Hampshire? They do it all the time, you know. Have you heard of the Tenth Amendment Center? I mean, I know about it because, well, I'm sort of a nerd, and I got into Liberty uh, a decade or so ago. Nerds. Yeah. Uh, However, not the the average person doesn't know Jack, right? That if you say nullify, they go, "What? Uh, That's a word I don't use in my everyday vocabulary." About it, it ain't gonna happen. You need to talk about it. I do talk about it. What do you think I'm doing here? He did. He called in. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing his part. I'm but doing my I, part. I mean, if if corresponding was saying something about the uh, you know awful corruption going on in in the federal government, and and people say no, this is null and void. We we need to make that happen, and we can make that happen in each state. 
How? I am of the opinion that we are beyond the point where we can change the minds of people so ingratiated into the state culture. Well, I mean, it's never going to happen if you keep that mindset. Don't be so negative. I would rather just insulate myself with people that believe that. That's cool, too. And pull up a, not a physical wall, but a theoretical wall of protection around us. Yeah, why not a physical wall? Make the Massachusetts people pay for it. Yeah, I would totally do that, too. If we get enough of those people thinking that way, and it doesn't need to be a majority by any stretch. No, it just needs to be a loud, large enough percentage, and that's why we continue to encourage freedom-minded people to move to New Hampshire. Because, like, the time it takes to actually educate people about all this stuff versus getting people who have self-educated or otherwise already educated about freedom uh, to move here is the the shortest path to that destination, I think. So I've had a conversation with previous liberty-minded individuals, and we are on different pages on this, Mm -hmm. right? Most of us found this path due to reason and logic and stuff that makes sense. And the average person out there is not persuaded by facts, reason, and logic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're moved by emotion. Right. So the only mm-hmm. way to get them to be more liberty-minded is to appeal to their emotions. But they're also wishy-washy, which means when their emotions get swayed back the other way, they will lean back and like you know go back the other way. Right. And so it's a catch twenty two. Right. You're not gonna you you have to you have to get them with emotions and then hopefully they catch on with the, the logic reason and, and logic the reason behind and stick right. And We've stick. even seen it within the liberty community where people get that wishy washiness about certain topics. They'll they'll bounce you know one way or yeah. another on like you know abortion or borders and that kind of stuff. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it just aligns with their preconceived notions of what they already were thinking. And if it doesn't, they justify a reason around it. I mean, I've gone back and forth on stuff like that, but it was before I learned more, you know? I I feel like you can't... It was like, oh, when I was a teenager versus when I was an adult and had more concrete ideas and theories about things. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that might be different. Even the border thing gets conflated, right? Because private border is good. Public border is no good. I mean, I have always been against... Let's let's let Bad Slave have a word or two. No, we're the masters here. Say which faction uh, of government is the most uh, disrespectful of 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 the founding understanding. I mean, the enforcement arm. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, the executive it's, branch. It's the central government. The, the the state governments are a little less bad, and the you know the town government. Yeah, uh, if if I had like my yeah. choice of which government pieces would fall and in what order, I would go federal first, right? That that would be you know if if freedom minded people could only accomplish one thing, I would say okay, yes, eliminate the federal government. Well, okay. but but you don't need to eliminate it. You just need to get it back to be to begin with. Well, there's a problem right there. Well, I mean, so the the documents, of course, to paraphrase Spooner, uh, have done nothing to prevent the empire that it's created, uh, and but, it's certainly but, done nothing think, to enforce. You know, it's it's it's, it's been uh, what, what's the quote? 
I'm looking for here. Uh, it's either been powerless to prevent it or, author- or authorized, authorized it, it right. or has been powerless to prevent it. Here's another problem with, you know, the free stater mentality here, at least amongst some free staters, right, is there's the general consensus that the state size of government is the perfect size, right? We need to remove the yoke of the federal government, but we can't go down to the county line, right? Because, oh, what, you want to be able to go from county to county and the rules change right. all of a sudden? Right. You know? Yes. 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 All down to the city. I mean, that way you can, if you don't like it here, move, you know, like right. 20 minutes down the road and it's, you know, aligns more with your belief. What's but, wrong with but that? But they have made the claim, right, that no, we need the state government to prohibit the counties from being so distinct. No. Well, I appreciate your, you know, your opinion on that, but I've I've heard that argument made no, in free state so discussions. That argument is preposterous for this reason and this reason only. If the decentralization of government all the way down to the county level is logical and makes sense, then of course it's logical all the way down to the individual. But they don't want to go past state. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just so saying that get rid of the feds, keep it at the state, right? So the counties can't overreach, over you know, overstep, right. overstep their reach. Now, to me, that's a good start, right? If that could be achieved, sweet. That's way better than what we currently have, currently have. But it's not accomplishing the goal, right? And a NH exit is actually you know part of that movement, but yep. but I mean, I think that the right answer is the nullification movement, where we we pass one law or a, a bunch of uh, local state laws that say we the, the fact is is that in order for you guys to get raided for uh you know for the yes, we know. crypto six they had to they had to bring in local enforcement yeah, and uh, and and uh, if they didn't have uh, a a federal mandate, then they were they'd be done. Hey, there bad slave. No jurisdiction. Thanks for the call tonight. The- we appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Let's move on. Let's go to Minor Ake. Minor Ake is calling. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, sorry, I, I forgot. I was on, I was just listening to the bad slave. Uh, uh, no, I'm calling back about um, the the tech issues I was having <laughs> that you got mad at me about. Oh, I thought you were saying tax anybody. issues. I hate no, taxes. Ta- oh yeah. Well, I've got those I'm against too. them. All right. Hang on. Let me put on, let me put on my tech support hat. Thank you for calling tech support. This is Roger. This is Roger. How may I help you? Your name is not Roger. You got to anyway, keep role playing uh, with him, Captain. No, have, but have you turned it off and turned it back on? I did do that. I, I've tried. Yeah, I've tried restarting. I've tried. Uh, but anyway, no. Literally, the the Free Talk Live website is the only website I cannot get onto. Nice. I. I. I, I, I mean, I don't know right? what else to say about it. Are you spelling it, it correctly? F R E E. Yeah, it's, it's very easy to spell. No, and it, and it goes. No, yeah, you can you can do all that, and, it, and you can even even if you spell it wrong. It'll 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 do it for you. It's not, you know, it's spelling isn't the problem. Have you googled it it's and let a, like Google you go, auto-corrected like you, for you? You click on right. it. You you click on it, 
and then like you get the little wheel of time. Have you cleared your browser cache? Would it be only for the Free Talk Live website that my browser cache is giving me a problem? It works on my computer, man. Yeah. Now, the computer you're on, is it your computer? Is it a company computer? Are you at the library? No, it's just my cell phone. Oh, it's just your cell phone. What's your cell phone browser? I thought you were going to ask him for a cell phone number. I guess. uh, Is it Android or iPhone? Oh, Android. Okay. Okay, so there could be a variety of browsers on there. Yeah. Uh, I would download uh, Firefox. Uh, they make a browser for Android. Uh, if that's, Just do a different browser. Yeah, try a different browser. See if the thing persists. That if only not, works on Android. If not. But you literally have no clue why like, just Google would be doing that? I mean, uh, it you works for me. So I've, about this stuff. Since, no, since you called, I tried it on my phone and on a couple of other places uh, as well as some other computers, and it works just fine. So it's got to be a local problem either with your browser Perhaps you have something where Free Talk Live has become blacklisted for some reason or another. You know what? Maybe switch the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi might, might be help. doing okay. it. Yep, yep. Turn off your VPN. Yep. Change either your way, DNS settings. I mean, it shouldn't be this hard, though. I've yeah. never, it, it, you know. Either it's way, working on our producer's Android phone right now. Yeah. So. Either way. Uh, but that's why, like, every time I call, I'm behind, because like, I can only listen to the, the podcast. I, I mean, can't. go on Odyssey. Yeah, download the Odyssey app. You don't even have to download the app. You can if you want. Yeah, you can also go on the okay. website. You can also yeah. go on Vaughn or, 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 right, like, or streaming video on a bunch of places. So. Yeah. Oh, you, you do it live on Odyssey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not the only thing we do live on. No Watch.freetalklive.com or you can just go to Odyssey and search for Free Talk Live. We're also on Vaughn. We're, we're on some other, I think we're on Twitch still. So, I mean, there's a variety of places. If only you could get to freetalklive.com to find out the list of all of the places that, uh, well, uh, that you, you right can now. alternatively go to. Uh, yeah, Those are the ones I off the top of my head. Get on Odyssey and watch you guys doing this live right now. Yeah, you can yeah. look at us and Do everything. Yep. Yep. I'd right be disappointed, face? though, because the camera does switch between me, Captain, and Nikki. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. At some we're, point, we're you're not as high tech as, well, uh, as Rogan. One right? out of three ain't bad. Yeah, one out of ten. You know, yeah. Three, four camps. <laughs> you know. All right, Minor Ake, thanks for the call. Good luck. Next time, call he waited about, a whole week yeah, to call next back time, for tech support. Uh, next time, call better. about something not tech support because, you know, you know we, don't. we got Kinda rid of like Bad Slave for that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's you know? the major. <laughs> did, I, you know? did I accidentally summon him? <laughs> we'll yeah, find out shortly. Yeah, eventually. We'll find out shortly. Wait, who am I who are you calling short? shortly? Don't call me shortly. Surely. It's like, I mean, Bruce Lee was short, right? So, hey, uh, Nikki, what's wrong with the chicken feed? That's a great question. People are reporting that their chickens have stopped laying eggs and that the feed might be the reason why. That's what it sounds like. According to this, uh, what is this? That's what the headline said. EVmagazine.com. What exactly is causing the egg shortage? Many people are reporting that there are issues with the commercial chicken feed, speculating that it has even prevented their hens from laying eggs. I've seen this go around on the internet. I've seen people who are like, yep, I totally switched my chicken feed to this, all natural, whatever, and they started laying eggs again. I have a question. Do you guys buy food at the grocery store? Yes. Okay. How much is a dozen eggs right now? Like, I'm dead serious. I'm asking. Five, six bucks. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. Is that expensive for yep. the yes. grocery store? Oh, hell yes. So what did what was it before? Like a buck twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it as low as 99 cents. In yeah. The every, it, like every month or so, they'd have a sale and then you could get a dozen for a buck. Okay. That's uh, pre-COVID. 
So not and actually anymore. during COVID as well. Like it was, it was really, well, okay. I so mean, the, six dollars for like bleached grocery store eggs sounds expensive to it me. It's yeah. very expensive. Yeah. So, so there's a there's a couple of things. Now we got the feet issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There's the general inflationary. Yeah, uh, problem of that's every, causing yeah, everything. Forty percent of all the dollars that exist created in the last right. couple, two, three years. But there was also like an avian flu that wiped out a whole bunch so, of the chicken so crops. So that was the original reason, in quotations, that they gave for the price of eggs going up. That's, but that's and not then, a false reason, though. That's so that's my, well, part of the problem. My local egg lady was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sh- she used to charge me three bucks or whatever. Now she's like, yeah, I'm Fine. gonna have to charge you five bucks.'" Because the feed has gone up. Yep. So her chickens are still producing eggs. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I just bought seven dozen eggs from her. So yeah. she's got eggs. Yeah. So the feed but going up is also an inflationary price. and supply chain issue. So that's what right? that sounds like. It's a, it's but a even from her, it's goods. like five bucks a dozen. Look, I know you guys probably didn't listen to last night's episode, but we talked about... Uh, <laughs> there's a phenomenon. No, I want to listen to it. There's a phenomenon that's happening, and people are smuggling eggs across the border oh, yeah. from Mexico into oh, the U.S. By the way, I listened to last week's Sunday episode, <laughs> and I heard you guys talking smack about me. Nice. When you got up to leave? Yeah. Remember I told you to make sure you listen to that part? Yeah, that yeah. was messed up, man. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I'm glad you finally listened to it. No, I listened to it that night. Oh, really? I was at work, you know, doing doing my thing, and I was like, "Oh, I better listen to them talking crap about me." But she waited until tonight to air her grievances on air. Yeah. Nice. Did we do yep. a good job? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, right. Could have done better, but Ooh. yeah, I mean, challenge accepted. Always. It is the Sunday night. Take a night break, crew, Nikki. So. It is the Sunday night crew. We put just a little less effort into this, I guess, than every other day. Yeah. So do the callers. So at any rate, uh, the rising egg prices in America have affected millions of homes. The cost of eggs in California has risen 550% in the last month. That sounds like a lot. Going from roughly $1.34 to $7.37 per dozen. $7? There's it's places cheaper where, to buy chickens, there's, honestly. There's places where eggs are 9 bucks a dozen. What? I mean, when I was in California, gas was like seven dollars a gallon. Oh, yeah, California's like so. twice as expensive as California. Just literally sucks. anywhere else. Yeah. Well, except, everything about it just sucks. Except their their price increase for eggs has gone up about the same as it has in New Hampshire. Right. It's like five hundred yeah. some odd percent, and here yeah. it's about five hundred some odd percent. But here so com- I can go comparable. drive down the street and say, "Hey, neighbor." Yeah, or just can look I for a sign. A look for a sign. Somebody's like, eggs, five exactly. bucks. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. But in as California, you said, even you're those. You're driving like 10 miles and there's nothing. But even you, you even said your neighbor or whom your your farm yeah, egg producer, they they've, they've went up as well because the feed goes up. But like, I, They have you know to adjust what? their cost but, accordingly. So she was like kind of lowballing everybody else. Everyone else I knew previously was still charging $5 yeah. a dozen yeah. Yeah. just because they're like organic. Yep. Not like at the grocery store, they soak them in bleach. I would they much rather give somebody that them. I know who's got Absolutely. a little hobby farm raising chickens. I'd rather give them five bucks for a dozen eggs yeah. than I would give the grocery store and for you know, uh, you know five for the regular white. Eggs. At this point, yes, but yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not going to pay the local farmer five bucks for a dozen eggs when they're ninety nine cents at the grocery but store. You know what? I do believe I would for health reasons. Yeah, I think they're but, more nutritious. But honestly. but I would only do it more nutritious. 
atrocious. But yeah. I would only do it out of convenience. So, like, if I happened to be at somebody's place and they had chickens and, uh, oh, hey, do you guys got eggs? Let me get some while I'm here. Yes. But yeah. I'm not, like, it's not like on my, okay, it's Sunday, time to do my shopping. I'm going to this place to buy the organic. No. If I'm at the grocery store and I'm out yeah. of eggs, I'm getting eggs at the store. Yeah. Listen, if there's not poop on the egg, <coughs> I'm not eating, eating it. it. Absolutely I like. Not. I still like them to be washed. Just like. I mean, I'll wash it myself. I don't like the poopy eggs because if you go to crack one in the skillet and you have a piece well, of the poopy shell, well, you need to wash it. Yourself the poopy shell first. falls in. It just really sucks. Well, it's good for your immune system, man. <laughs> no, wash it first. I'm not eating chicken poop. The ir- the irony too is uh, in America eggs are refrigerated. In Europe, they're not. Right. For exactly, the same reason, because they're yeah. washed or unwashed. Uh, so the both state, are for health reasons. The article continues, the state did blame this all on the outbreak of bird flu, but the See? others are not so convinced. In fact, several people have come out to say their chickens did not produce eggs for months until they changed their feed. One man, urban chicken farmer, that's his at on Twitter. Need more fiber in their diet. Uploaded a video on TikTok that theorized that something must be wrong with the feed. Something is wrong with the chicken food we're buying. Seriously, he said. My chickens have not laid an egg since July, and nothing's changed. But then I was thinking, maybe it's because my chickens are getting older, or maybe it's a bad winter. But according to a lot of people on TikTok, they're having the same exact problems, and people are saying once they watched or once they switched the food, their chickens are starting to lay eggs again. The chickens were so, on strike for better pay. So, Richie, do you think they're just constipated? No. I like, just, oh, they need more fiber. Yeah, that was that was the previous joke, yes. Hmm. More fiber in their diet to help yeah. them help them pass the egg better. He continues to but ask, now I think they're just on strike. He mm-hmm. continues to ask, maybe something's wrong with the food, and was it intentional? We're not eating this GMO stuff. We're not mm-hmm. laying eggs until we get some organic feed in here. I mean, honestly, it's easy enough to make. I, they will literally eat anything. You got any sort of scraps from vegetables or fruit? Literally, throw it at your chickens. They will eat anything. At your chickens or like so, in front of your chickens? In front of them. Okay. I mean, you can chuck it at them. That might be a little bit more funny, but they're, they just don't, I don't know, buying specific food to feed your chickens just sound expensive to me. We have music. What's this? Chickens for peace. We're chickens for peace. And we don't want to fry. Chickens for peace. We're chickens for Fade it out and give out the number before we go to break. 603-283-6160. Do you support Chickens for Peace? Give us a call. Let us know. More Free Talk Live is coming up. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And we're 
chickens for peas. Chickens for peas. We didn't get to hear the line, but there's a line in there that goes, chickens for peas, we're chickens for peas, and we will win. We're not turkeys for peas. It's my favorite line. Because they're just pointing out that, you know, That's they don't want to be confused with other fowl. Yeah. I like oh, turkeys. Uh, mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I like turkey both for Thanksgiving and uh, the Christmas holidays. Uh, outside of that, do you that, like it when they jump in front of your car? No, you have to slam on the brakes. No, I also do not like the booze wild turkey. Oh, although I do appreciate when I somebody do. shows up at Thanksgiving with a bottle of it. Yeah, not Why because not? I want to drink it, but because it's called wild turkey, and you're showing up mm. with turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll drink it. And wild turkeys are native to New Hampshire. Yeah. Really? Bless. Yeah, there's wild turkeys all over the place. Uh-huh. Have you seen them? No. Yeah. Yeah, they jump out of the woods on the freeway, right in front of your car. So oh, yeah, on the freeway. We'd have to yeah. modify the ICP. I know you're not to... from here because you said freeway. Yeah. We don't say that here. What do you uh, say? I'm sorry. Highway? It's not a highway. Well, yeah, actually, here it is. Highways. What's that? The, most of the roads around here are highways. Yeah, but I'm specifically talking about the interstate, uh, which is a freeway. That would be a freeway. Yeah, we yeah. don't call it that here. Thank you, Kevin. They call everything highways, just to confuse foreigners. Burners. Yeah, you know, they also say Wooster. Yeah, it's Worcester. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Worcestershire for for the worst. Worcestershire. The worst Chestershire sauce. It's not the best Chestershire sauce. It's the worst. Absolutely. Worcestershire. I was going to ask a question, and now it escapes me. Ask a different question. Was it about turkeys? Oh, it probably was. Oh yeah. Does the ICP <laughs> have to? Do we have to change the ICP lyrics? Because we're in New Hampshire to go turkey hunting. What is it to begin with? We're going chicken, chicken hunting. hunting. Oh. And yeah. so I think in New Hampshire it would have to be changed to go turkey hunting. Well, well if you get the appropriate here. hunting license and permit from the New Hampshire state. <laughs> it's not a real law. Why are we telling people it's a real law? Uh, before we go on, we're going to get to your calls and thoughts. I need to ask a favor from, well, everybody really, including you guys. Uh, As you know, Ian Freeman, founder of this program, Free Talk Live, was recently convicted of various victimless crimes and is facing up to 20 years in prison just for selling some Bitcoin. We can argue all day as if the jury was mistaken, but that won't get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he helps the community, and why you think he deserves a light sentence. So if he's helped you in any way, if he's brought value into your life, if you've you know, been a, just been a fan of the show. Uh, we're asking you to write in and tell this judge how Ian has affected your life. If you've held office, had a stellar career, or you've been a volunteer, that would be something to mention. Ian is a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is right. It would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison at all. We need these letters quickly, so please don't put it off. Send your letter for Ian Freeman to 63 Emerald Street, Number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get all that written down as I just said it, that's okay. All the info info that you need is at letters.freetalklive.com. Again, letters.freetalklive.com. For everyone else that can get on the website. Yeah, except for minor ache. All right, uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Monty calling from Kentucky. Monty, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, I uh, really like the show. I like the intelligent uh, take that you have on everything, and I really 
the, probably the most enjoyable part is the way you're really aggressively mediocre. And I <laughs> called. I called. It's going to be our new for, slogan uh, on Sundays: the aggressively, aggressively mediocre, mediocre free talk live. I called about the chickens, but uh, when you start talking about these judges, I mean, uh, you just got me riled up because uh, you know these these judges. They constantly violate people's rights. And, <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, U.S. Code 18, Section 242, violations of rights under color of law is a felony. And every time they do it, they should be charged with one count. And you guys talk about the local thing, right? I think, I think it's the sheriff. And they all do it except for the Honorable Joseph LaPlante. Yeah, right. And, uh, right. you know, I would never say anything about uh, the Honorable well, you know, actually, anybody that forces me to call them honorable has got something wrong with their brain. And uh, all these lawyers that uh, make, you go to, make you go to school just to learn another language so that uh, you can get a degree in uh, fooling everybody how smart you are, like Kamala Harris and, and Joseph Biden. I mean, these guys are lawyers, right? And, and we see how sharp their tools are. I mean, these guys are just jokes. But uh, let me get back to the chicken part. Okay. Because that's what I really came here to brock, brock. all about. Brock. I've got I've got about I've got about fifty, maybe sixty birds, uh, ducks, chickens, geese, uh, a couple of silkies, and for some reason I got yeah. And for some reason the silkies are the only ones that never stop producing. Mm. Uh, and I, I kept using the same feed, so I don't know what, I don't know what it, the deal was, but I think the cold weather is what got mine. Uh, production down do you mind if i ask more. what brand of feed you are using uh it's from uh it's the same brand i think it's producers pride the same one they sell at uh tractor supply store but i buy mine from rural oh I, so that's supply. the one I, yeah that I, I asked because uh, this article the next uh, two sentences of this article says uh that's a question i'm asking myself and i've seen all over tiktok facebook and everywhere she then talks about the many posts on social media of chicken owners discussing how they ditched the commercial feed, specifically the brand known as Producers Pride, in order to get eggs. There you go. Well, you see, Producers Pride, they, they got a couple of different products. They got meat bird, and they've got uh, layer feed, mm-hmm. and they've also got scratch. And the scratch is, uh, like all of them, is yeah. mainly corn, but they've also got about three or four other grains in there. I mean, you can buy bags that are... Uh, like seven grain or eight grain, uh, but it's basically a waste. Uh, the chickens, they just, uh, you know, I feed my chickens way too much food. There's always excess. I give them table scraps. They don't eat vegetables. They, they love noodles and rice. Do you throw it at vegetables. them? They just want to, hey, uh, if they get in my way, I'll just hit them right in the eye. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> See? <laughs> but uh, the ducks, the ducks uh, and the, the chickens, they've started producing in the last two weeks, uh, so I'm getting about uh, seven or eight eggs a day now. And that's the same feed hours. you're feeding them that you have been and that the article says yep. was lowering production. Yep. Okay. Mm. Yep. I never change the feed. I just, uh, you know, I think it was the cold weather. But, Did you get more you know, feed recently? Oh, you think it's like a bad you know, batch? I've I'm had, just wondering you know, if they it knew it was be. a problem and fixed it, and now it's not a problem anymore. You know what I mean? You, you know, this stuff is this stuff is been sitting on pallets for no telling how long they got huge warehouses sure. you know mega tons of pallets goes into these places and they distribute it so yeah everything's got a rotation but really is yeah i mean my so thing with it oh, would be if the feed was causing the chickens to lay less eggs it would have to be intentional 
because I, nothing right. else makes well, sense was, to me. You he know, was suggesting it was the weather. So, and that's what I was thinking at first yeah. too, because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, my chickens aren't producing eggs," and I'm thinking, "Okay, well, it's winter. Chickens okay. don't really produce that many eggs in the winter." But, so what um, you're saying is we got to warm the I planet don't know that, to fix um, the egg crisis. Well, some people use lamps and stuff like that. Uh, Monty, how long chickens. have you had birds? Uh, more than 10 years. I've okay, been so, alone, so do you normally see a, a decrease in production in the winter months? Yes, but uh, not as drastic as it has been. But we've had some really bad cold snaps recently. So, you know, maybe the birds are smarter than us and they know it's about to get cold. So they, they fatten up a little bit more. Uh, but I've got really no idea. I was, we, we were going tr- crazy trying to, we did bump up a couple of times to the seven and eight different grains and, uh, we just wasted money doing that. Yeah. Rice and rice and noodles, uh, is basically what they, they, they love, they love more than anything. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, one of those things, one of those things. Right. And it wasn't just us it's all around us too, because we talked to other chicken farmers too. Uh, you know the the little guys, and uh, they were having the same problems. So, so your chickens and and ducks or whatever you got going on there uh, are all back to laying, you know, regularly. Yeah, yeah, yep. How long? Basically, how long regularly. has that been the case? So, like, how long between the, the two, time you two, noticed the problem? So the whole problem was over three weeks. No, no, no. They, they started. Uh, they started back up in production in the last two to three weeks, but uh, before that. We were down for about two months. So no production at all for two months? Very, the, the Silkies were the only ones producing, okay. and that's kind of strange. They're, they're, they're a funny chicken. They've got the only one with five toes, and, uh, you know, they they got the funny feathers, too. That's more like a hair than a feather. Uh, so they're, they're a little bit strange birds, but they kept producing, but everybody else just knocked off drastically. All right. Well, uh, let us know if you see anything else, and thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. You think the weather? I mean, it's... So that's generally what happens is when it gets colder, they produce less. But, and that's what I thought but originally. But stopping completely for two months seems... No, that's not normal. So when I first started hearing about this, I heard someone on... It was actually on TikTok. Yeah. Someone... Trusted source. Exactly. So someone was listening to a TikTok near me and I was listening to it and I'm like, well... It's winter. I don't care where you are. It's colder in the winter. Even if you're in Southern California, a little bit colder in the winter, they produce less. So at first I thought nothing of it, but then I heard of people switching their feed and then having the chickens produce. And I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. And that's what this article points out is that some people did just that. And at first, I'm I'm not going to put too much stock in things I'm hearing on TikTok. Chicken stock? Beef stock? Yeah, chicken stock. But when I hear 10, 15 people tell me the same thing, especially people I know in real life, then I'm going to start yeah. you know, taking it more seriously. Like, And even to our callers, uh, admittance, he did switch up some feed. So yeah. perhaps whatever switch he made is the reason his chickens began laying. Well, he also again. said he wasted money switching it up. Right. Or did he? Right. You know, I mean, if it's been two, three weeks. You know, I mean, how long does it take for changing your chicken's feed to affect their laying? You know? might, yeah, it might take a little so, bit. You know, well, I, I would think a week or two, uh, right? You know, I would I, think. Yeah. I, don't I don't know what the digestive tract of a chicken yeah, is like. me neither. He would probably know better than I would, but, you know. Too bad we let him go. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. We have more to talk about, uh, including... 
as somebody, as people, well, the three of us and well, everybody, else, people. Yeah. everybody else on this Free Talk Live show throughout the week, seven days a week, 7 to 10 p.m., uh, this is very disturbing. This is from CNN.com. British teenager who made far-right hate videos influencing Buffalo Shooter has been jailed for 11 years. Oh, no. Just for making videos? Correct. Oh. Well, Freedom inc- of speech. Incitement of a crime. Out the yeah. window. Yeah. They don't have that in England. We fought a war to get our freedom of speech. Right? They can't even have freaking This is the there. equivalent of uh, when I was growing up in the 80s, there was this organization called The Truth About Rock. And it was one of these uh, loosely affiliated with the PMRC and Tipper Gore's crusade oh. against... Uh, Tipper Gore caught her daughter listening to an album by Wasp called F Like a Beast, although F is, you know, the word I can't say. Yeah. Uh, and so she went on a crusade against rock and roll. I'm so glad oh, she is did. This the video this is the, this where is the, the guy from Twisted Sister completely yeah, destroyed yeah. her. And this is the reason okay, cool. that parental advisory lyrics uh, labels right. uh, Losers. exist. Yeah. So no, at any rate, no, no, because here's the thing. By the time I was growing up in the '90s, that like, was that's cool, how I right? knew. That's yeah. how I knew I wanted the album, right? Yeah, because it had the parental advisory that's the sticker cool on label. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, asked, I asked for a CD, and my mom goes, you sure you want this one? It doesn't have the label on it. I'm like, yeah, it's cool anyway. <laughs> mom already knew. <laughs> she already knew. It's uh, got to have the label. So, I don't want it. So saying that this guy making whatever videos he made uh, is uh, causing uh, the Buffalo Shooter to become the Buffalo Shooter is like saying that I listened to Ozzy Osbourne, and that caused me to commit suicide. Yeah, right. that not make any true. Sense. It's like I hit my foot in, or I hit my foot with a shovel for your mortgage. The things are they don't connect. Well, generally you're right, and there are people that take influence from more influential people and do things they wouldn't have done independently. And I'm not saying that the influencers should be held accountable, but I didn't. I am saying they have an influence. Certainly they do. Yes. Yes. Have I been influenced by heavy metal music? Absolutely. Positively, without a doubt, I have. Yes. Has it influenced me to go and take a life or my own life? No. I find that ridiculous. And for anybody to blame content creators for the, the heinous actions of another human being is insane. Okay. Agreed. And yet there's still the crime, right, of like inciting a riot, right? If you're there and you're like, man, we should burn this thing down, and then other people do, they go, well, he kind of started it. A British teenager who made far-right extremist videos, this is according to CNN, I have not watched the video, so I have no idea, uh, that, quote, influenced the mass shooter who killed 10 black people in a Buffalo, New York supermarket, was jailed for 11 and a half years. It's just wild to think that someone in you know, Great Britain could influence this Sorry, person. Can we just call it Britain? So it's it's crazy to think that this person in mediocre Britain. That's better. Does it does feel? How more do they accurate. even have the jurisdiction on that one? That, and that's what I'm saying. It's just it's crazy to think that this person across the ocean made a video, and now this person in Buffalo, New York, is shooting people, right. and it's their fault. Right. That just doesn't really make too much sense. To uh, me. Oddly enough, uh, also going on in Britain, uh, <laughs> people will get arrested for things they post on, like Facebook. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's now a thing, too. That's a thing, I too. knew they could only have, like, plastic forks, but, you know, because they can't have any weapons. Oh. They can only have, like, plastic knives. Oh, there was, okay, so I you don't know if you guys- someone saw, with one of those. I don't know if you saw it. I think it was England. There was, like, a meme or a picture of a cop, right, standing in front of, like, a metal detector in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. Right, because in England, or wherever this picture was, someone looked this up, right, they were just- as people walked by the metal detector, they were using it to find out if they had any weapons on them. Right? Boop, boop, boop. Oh, he's must got something. And the cop's standing right there just monitoring the metal detector uh, to, to catch people with weapons. It uh. is embarrassing. It totally is. Uh, Daniel Get Harris, stuff. Daniel <laughs> Harris, age 19, from Derbyshire, Northern England, posted videos shared by Peyton Gendron, who pleaded guilty to the shooting in Buffalo, as well as videos linked to Anderson Lee Aldrich, the suspect accused of killing five people in a mass shooting at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Last November, the court heard, according to PA. I don't know who PA is. Anyway, sentencing Harris in court. AP? Spelled wrong? Oh, yeah. Dyslexia? Maybe. Sentencing Harris in court in Manchester, Northern England, Judge Patrick Field was quoted by PA as saying. I guess not. What they did was truly appalling, but what they did was no more than you intended to encourage others to do when publishing this material online. So they're punishing him uh, as if he were the shooter or saying that, you know, him making videos is as bad as uh, somebody going and shooting a bunch of people. Could be worse because if that video influences more shooters, then he's responsible for more. I would say it still wouldn't be worse. Fine. I mean, this is all the things that uh, we talk about, right? Freedom of press, freedom of speech, right? Uh, art freedom, right? Freedom to, you know, make whatever content you want without being hindered. But you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. I think yeah, that's been Don't do too. that, right? But you know, if you want to make a video and talk about it, obviously you can do that. So there's nothing wrong with that. Well, they don't have freedom of speech. I mean, if I yell fire... Britain. If I yell fire in a crowded theater, did I really cause everyone to trample over everyone else on their way out? No. No. Just don't be able to yell fire in a crowded theater. You can yell whatever you want, yes. according to me. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. I've learned from the Smothers Brothers that if you ever uh, fall into a vat of chocolate, mm. that you should yell fire. Go on. Well, you're supposed to ask. Why, why would you yell Why out? would you yell fire? Because... Nobody come and save you if you yell chocolate. I would. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sweet tooth. I love yeah. chocolate. I also love. Who chocolate. doesn't? I might just swim around in the chocolate for a while before oh, you're yelling drowning? anything. That's cute. Uh, no, I do like the back backstroke. You know, he's got to eat his way out. Yeah. Yep. It's like a. It's like a Willy Wonka. No, no, no. Uh, beer fest. You ever see that movie? Yes. So oh. dude falls into a vat of beer. And he it's difficult for him to the get out. Way he so he looks left, his way out, and he yeah. looks right, and he goes, huh? And he goes, glug, glug. He just starts trying to drink his way out of the situation. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, when referring to Buffalo shooter Gendron, 19, who admitted to charges of murder and hate-motivated terrorism, Judge Field said, at the very least, the material you produced and published had some influence upon the young man. And I note, he was a similar age to you, who went out and shot 10 black people dead in a store in Buffalo. Prosecutor Jill Allman said investigations following the shooting at Club Q in Colorado had revealed a link between videos shared by Harris 
and suspected shooter Aldrich. So this was in Colorado? No, no, no. They're trying to blame... Oh. They're trying to tell this guy who made these videos that not only did he influence, not only is he an evil Mm -mm. bastard for making these hate-filled videos that influenced the Buffalo shooter, but they also influenced the Colorado shooter, and therefore he is a heinous person and should rot in hell for all eternity. That that's crazy. It's crazy to think that this boy could even get eleven years just for making a video. That's terrifying. And then they're trying to blame all these shootings on him. When I he mean, didn't really do anything? You've heard of Ross Ulbricht, right? I mean, like, yeah. Okay. All right. So it's not like there's anything new, but still. The court heard the videos he made glorified. It doesn't even say the court reviewed them. It's, it's almost like hearsay. The court heard the videos he made glorified mass murders and encouraged others to emulate them with one video called How to Achieve Victory, promoting total extermination of subhumans once and for all. Harris was found guilty after mm-hmm. a trial of five counts of encouraging terrorism and one count of possession of material for terrorist purposes. I mean, this kid sounds like a weirdo, but I, he definitely doesn't belong in prison. He's probably Red Hoppa. The uh, the one about the possession for terrorist purposes referred to a 3D printer he was attempting to use to make firearm parts. I mean, that doesn't make him a terrorist. Judge Field said Harris had been, quote, a propagandist for an extremist right-wing ideology, adding, you are in close touch with other right-wing extremists online, and there can be little doubt that you shared ideas between you, PA reported. Like, like who says that in Did court? you present any evidence of this claim? That's, they don't need to. It's England. Like, or Britain. That's wild. The judge added the teenager had previous or convictions, including racially aggravated criminal damage of a memorial. To George Floyd in Manchester, New Hampshire, or not New Hampshire, Whoa. in England. Why do they have a George Floyd memorial in Manchester, England? Because it's trending. Yeah. But it didn't happen there. Well, it's, so. it's trendy. You know, it's trendy. Do other places have tributes to George yeah, Floyd? Yeah, pretty sure. Probably. Maybe not. Maybe murals you know? of some kind. Yeah, Maybe not a whole probably. statue. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Do you think people who make videos should be in jail for over a decade? Give us a call. Let us know. Your calls and thoughts plus more. It's Free Talk Live. Hell yeah. That's right. I said it. Will you say it? Hell yeah. Nice. Will you say it? <laughs> Bagok. It's B apostrophe G O K. Bagok. Yep. <laughs> Here on Chicken Talk Live. What the cluck are we doing? It's a good question. <laughs> it's as if our feet are webbed. Wait, no. We're swimming along? No. No. What do chickens do? They can fly sometimes. They hunt and peck. Yes, they can. I've never seen a chicken fly. Uh, They can fly like up until trees. They can't like fly. It's like saying penguins can fly. fly. But they can fly. Penguins can just like sled without a sled. They can get a little bit of lift. (laughs) 
<laughs> a little bit of lift. Can sustain some it. lift. Yes, that's a good okay. way to describe it. Uh, it is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition, where we are aggressively mediocre. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and we'll continue to do our best to make that happen from here on out. Well, you can do your best. I'm going to just be mediocre. <laughs> we'll do our best to be mediocre. Okay. Yeah. Is it doubly mediocre? If this I is just... just who I am. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. Alice Cooper. Oh, wait, hang on. Wrong radio show. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. It's funny because Alice is one of those androgynous names, <laughs> right? But I know who Alice I, is. Is it, though? Is, is it androgynous? Because there's really only, like, one male Alice. I mean, Alice Cooper. counts, right? You know? I don't think it makes it androgynous. I think it makes him unique. Yeah, maybe. Okay. He's definitely unique. Uh, there's certainly... Yeah, no, no one can confuse Alice Cooper for really anyone else. Right. True. It's not like Pat or Alex, right? <laughs> Pat from Saturday or Night Val. Live. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's Pat. It's Pat. <laughs> Let's go to your calls and thoughts. It's Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major. Yeah, let me egg you on. But, ah. Uh, talking about the chicken thing, that was a particularly foul con- uh, conversation, so you leave me little choice but to join in. Exactly. So anyway, a buddy of mine runs a health food store, okay. and he's been into this, you know, non-Roundup, uh, non-GMO business for a long time. No Monsanto in his shop. Okay. There's a stretch of the county where there's a whole bunch of Amish farms, okay? Well, out in this particular subsection, there's a uh, chicken farmer. He raises turkeys and ducks and all that kind of crap, but he ain't, uh, he's not Amish. Well, when Doc, he finally, when he first got going in business, he had him convinced to, you know, not use herbally, herbally, um, what's the damn word I'm thinking of? Organic? Yeah. Herbicides. Non-GMO, non-Roundup seed. No herbicides, right. Yeah, I got you. How would you do and whatnot, you know? And uh, he did this for a couple, three years, and the chickens was good, and Doc sold them out of his store. He went back one year, and the chickens was all scrawny and whatnot. And uh, doctor got to talking about to the kid about the feed and whatnot, and he said, uh, "Well, his old man had talked him into buying this GMO feed because it was so cheaper." And he said they'd be all right. And doctor looks at him and says, "Son, I can't sell these damn chickens. There ain't no meat on them." And I'm thinking that might be the same thing with the eggs. Uh-huh. If you got problems with birds, mind your feed. Yeah, I mean, certainly that's what the article suggests. What else you got, Major? All right. Thanks for the call, Major. Thanks for not chickening out on that one. I think the weird part about the feed is that a lot of these people have been using the same kind of feed for maybe years. Right. And it's only until now that they have an issue. And then they switch the feed and then they're fine. Right. So if he's saying it's been on the shelf and warehoused and on pallets, right? Yeah, it could, it could have been a for bad batch. Everybody ba- all across the country? Well, where the, where's the feed produced, right? If it's produced in a big old factory yeah. warehouse or whatever and it's been sitting for several years, 
I'm not saying it's old feed, but it could have been all from the same I batch just, that is I, finally cycling I guess its way I don't through. Really understand how that could affect it, even if it was old. The feed, like to me, the only thing. I'm that not makes saying sense... it's old. I'm not saying it's old. I'm saying like in the production process, they had a bad batch. Yeah. Right. Like things get know, things like, get produced wrong all the time, and they recall I guess it. So yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's this true. maybe this lot number of feed that yeah. was produced sometime back in and 2020. It's just a coincidence that this is happening. No, it's not well, a coincidence. It's the, that batch of feed is finally hitting the market and, yeah. and and the shelves at the same time That's it's possible. just it's yeah. just weird because they were blaming the prices of eggs going up in the grocery store on the avian flu why is that weird so why i i what's weird to me is that there's the bird flu right and there's the bad food right so both things are happening simultaneously well and, and, and now eggs are seven dollars well and a also dozen? you got to factor in inflation yeah I mean, that's true. So we have all these three things make eggs $7 a dozen. It just yeah. doesn't really... It, well, it's, I mean, just, that's, it's a big coincidence to me. I'm not convinced that it's done rising. I, I mean, we might see $10 eggs. I probably. I In California, there were ten, they were $10. Okay, there we go. My prediction has come true. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so also a coincidence Nostra then, right? Kick-ass. During, during the, the supply chain crisis, yeah. right, there was like... A shortage of, of electronic devices, right? Yep. They, were, they stopped the production of cars, right? Right, because they couldn't get the chips, right? Yeah, and part of that was because they shut down production, right? Right. In addition to that, a big part of that was that the chip manufacturing plant in Taiwan burned down, and they were responsible for like ninety five percent of the chips on the market, right? Right. So th- there can be non coincidental, non coincidental, multi factor reasons. For economic well, changes. No, those would be coincidental. Right? Just a coincidence that these three things all happen simultaneously. Well, I don't believe in coincidence. So, well, then it's manifest destiny for us to have ten dollar eggs, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> but yes, the uh, avian flu can h- happen. Yeah, they killed right? a Inflation. bunch of chickens, and then the food is making them not lay eggs. And then the truck overturned in Texas and spilled like thirty five thousand pounds of eggs. Yeah, it's just. Uh, right? Yeah. Supply goes down, price goes up. That's basic economics. Basic basic economics. Baseonomics? Base show. Oh, we're we doing two portmanteaus in one show. Yeah, the night is still young. All right. Portman two. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, he went there. I am just But now it's a portman three, and now what are you gonna do? Yeah. I never hey, hey, don't loop. kink shame anyone. Portman three. All right. Uh, I really don't like this bit about this kid going to jail for eleven yeah, years for making sucks. videos. But how old um, is he? I know you're trying 19. to change the subject, but that's crazy. Nineteen. He's yeah. still a boy. Yeah. Well, you want to know the things I was saying at nineteen? Regardless of no. of what he did and yeah, said, you don't know. regardless of what he did and said, he should be free to do that Absolutely. without prosecution. Not in mediocre Britain. Well, he's then not. he should move somewhere where it's allowed. But he's nineteen; he can't move anywhere. Sure, he can. He's, he's a an little adult. boy. He's an adult. No, not he's really. An adult. Just barely. Let's uh, let's get to the meaty story today. Is the, it about chickens? The headline? No, it's about scientists. Who use a laser beam to divert lightning strikes. Really? (laughs) Laser-guided lightning systems could someday offer much greater protection than lightning rods. That doesn't make any sense. Laser-guided lightning. It just sounds cool, right? It sounds like a cat would like it. (laughs) 
<laughs> like one of those pointers on the yeah. on the wall, on the floor. Yeah. It's in it's interesting and I also fear it's going to be misused. So this is from freethink.com. Sometimes a scientific accomplishment needs no hype to sound cool. Laser-guided lightning is one of these cases. <laughs> Since the time of Benjamin Franklin, we've looked for ways to control or at least deflect lightning strikes. In 1999, scientists first tried to control the path of a lightning bolt with a laser. Now scientists are reporting the first successful demonstration of laser-guided lightning. Pictures of one of the experiments speak for themselves. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. Pictures don't speak at all. I mean, they're worth a thousand well, words, exactly. though. Right, but so they don't actually this, speak for themselves. Did this only happen once, and now they're saying it's a thing? You think they just got lucky? Because this might... Mm-hmm be a coincidence (laughs) i might take it back (laughs) she's already changed her opinion live on the air full circle why does it work question mark the power of very large lasers breaks down the atmosphere itself creating a path for the lightning the laser fires pulses of light rather than a continuous beam each pulse carries roughly a terawatt one million watts of instantaneous energy this amount of power can only be delivered for a very tiny amount of time, about a picosecond, or one millionth of one millisecond. You can imagine a science fiction laser blaster. The pulse is traveling is a traveling line segment fired into the air. The blast is about a millimeter long, would motion blur into a beam in our eyes, and is made of infrared photons, so don't picture it too literally. Oh, thanks. So that's like Why Star didn't you Wars? tell me that before you told me to imagine it? Now I'm blind, <laughs> and I can't finish the segment. You bastards. The huge power of the pulse decreases the speed of light in the air through which it travels. This is a nonlinear optical process. Jargon for an effect that is only observed at extremely high light intensities, such as a powerful laser pulse. Okay, so, uh, okay. So anyway, yeah, sometimes scientists did a thing. They diverted some lightning using a laser. Cool. There you go. I it, told you, my cat would yeah, love okay. that. I, f- I feel like, how would you aim that thing? Right? Well, like, lightning strikes so quick. Not where would you aim it? <laughs> Jesus. Like, the light- <laughs> lightning strikes happen so quickly. I just, I'm imagining yeah. like. Oh, no, you have to listen for the thunder. No, that comes afterwards. Oh, well, I guess you're screwed. Massachusetts people, man. <laughs> the, uh, Sorry, I learned that in public school. <laughs> the, lightning uh, before thunder. Light before sound. Right, yeah. If you count the seconds between the lightning and the thunder, you can tell how close the storm is. You can, yeah, I knew you can that estimate. part. Yeah, yeah but... that's because you see the lightning and then the sound wave catches up. Hmm, I guess so. Whatever no, you I'm, say. No, you guess how much you want. That's, that's how it works. All right, Mr. Scientist. Well, he's no Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is. More of like a Mr. Wizard. (laughs) Uh, The article does conclude the scientific report is relatively short, highlighting the demonstration itself, but only briefly delving into the details. It's clear that most lightning strikes did not travel the laser path. Laser-guided lightning is still in the research stage. It works occasionally, but for reasons not yet fully understood, under impractical and very expensive conditions. So like I said, it's a coincidence. Having shown that it can be done, however... Science will now attempt to fully understand it, make it consistent, and see whether it's practical in the real world. In the meantime, we can hope for more beautiful pictures demonstrating this stroke of ingenuity. And the conspiracy theorists are going to yeah. get all over this. Well, well, it's like, most of the time we do this thing and it doesn't work, 
But every once in a while, we do it, and it works We're just, because it's just a coincidence. And the like hitting on chicks at the bar, and the and the uh, potential villain with the bald head and the high pointed collars with the egomaniacal laugh also must oh, wait for them to man. develop this it's technology. Like the, An echo activated laser lightning dis- uh, detector. <laughs> the detector, Chancellor, detector. you know, from Star Wars. I was thinking Palpatine? of Ming the yeah, Merciless Palpatine. from uh, Flash Gordon. I was thinking Jeff Bezos. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Flash Gordon is? No. Oh my gosh, you got to watch that movie. Don't confuse okay. it with got... Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> so gives I the advice sure from Richie Rich. Uh, the soundtrack is entirely done by Queen. Cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What year is this movie made? Oh, 82, 85 right. maybe, somewhere in there. Okay. It's yeah. Flash it's, Gordon. It's old, yeah. Flash Gordon. Okay. Flash Gordon is an actual superhero. Uh, many comic yeah, books made about yeah, him. The that Flash? kind of thing. Yeah. Not the Flash. Different. The Flash is oh. the DC version. Yeah. Of, of Flash Gordon's like a football player. Yeah. He, oh, I hate it already. He, he doesn't really. He gets sort of recruited by aliens, and and because he's athletic and strong, he you know goes on to do things. Cool. But he's not like. He doesn't get bit by like a radioactive spider or anything cool like that. But just yeah, a football yeah. player. Hmm. Uh, all right. So, laser guided lightning. There we go. I just again, it lightning happens so quickly. I don't know how they'd hit the button to like fire the laser quick enough. Yeah, it just doesn't sound. Sounds like fake news, honestly. So, uh, or predictive news, predictive programming. Nobody predicted this segue, but you guys have heard a lot of stuff uh, passed by the headlines of your feeds about uh, classified documents. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was big, and, the, and you're like, okay, I whatever. I usually just tune right? it yeah. out. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, so uh, I titled, I made up a headline for this next story. My headline is, hey, guys, would you please check around your houses and properties for any stray classified documents you might have laying around? Great. Thanks. All right. Because apparently... We got, yeah, Mike Pence has some. We have Donald Trump. Apparently uh, these classified documents just, you know... Yeah, they're all over Get the place. Velcroed to politicians and, you know who what? leave their classified places. The, the amazing thing is when Trump did it, he went, everybody does it. And he was right. <laughs> yeah, he, was right. <laughs> he was right. But it, And that's my thing. I didn't even know he said that. But my <laughs> assumption would be that all politicians would do that. How do you not... End up with classified documents. You leave it at the office. You know Stop I mean? bringing your homework but, with you. I mean, work everyone does you. it. Like I've accidentally brought stuff home from work that I wasn't supposed yeah, to. Yeah, well, have, Nikki, if everybody then, was yeah. jumping off the New York Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge, would you do it too? Only if a British I mean, teenager told me to in a YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and was put in jail later for a decade. I wouldn't know. I'd be dead. Uh, <laughs> this actually from APNews.com. Past U.S. presidents, vice presidents. And vice presidents asked to recheck for classified documents. The founding fathers so like, have classified documents. How'd the Bill of Rights get in here? <laughs> I don't know where this could have possibly come from. The National Archives, that's a government organization, by the way, has asked former U.S. presidents and vice presidents to recheck their personal records for any classified documents following the news that President Joe Biden and former Vice President Mike Pence had such documents in their possession. <laughs> and that's the it's, thing. So Donald Trump had them, and he's like, ah, oh, whatever. Well, you know, everyone has them. Didn't they deal. raid him like FBI yes. style? Yeah, yeah they raided him FBI style. It was a huge deal. And, but Pence and Biden don't and get the, like, the FBI oh, raid? Oh, well, 
well, because well, they happen like, across them. Well, and that's the thing, right? So they're like, oh, well, it seems like everybody must have them. So if you guys could just please, at your earliest convenience, see if you might have some classified documents. Would you look under the seat of your car, please? Someone right. needs yeah. to check Jimmy Carter's peanut silo. I feel like this is, you're in school, right? And the teacher's like, okay, look, little Billy's still missing his ruler. Everybody check your backpacks because yeah. nobody's leaving until little Billy gets his ruler yeah. back. Didn't return your library book. Right, something. Oh, man. In high school, I think it was high school physics class, like the teacher said, like, everyone's got detention until someone tells me what's going on. I'm like, I'm taking my break and I'm going to the principal's office because I'm not sticking around for detention for somebody else. Right. And the principal had to talk with him or the dean or whatever, had to talk with him and I got out of detention. Nice. Yeah. Well done. Rule follower. Yeah. Protocols. So the national for reason people use them. The National Archives sent a letter Thursday to representatives of former presidents and vice presidents, extending back to Ronald Reagan. Oh, so so Jimmy Carter's free and clear. Sounds like it. Yeah, that's where they're all at. Uh, they're all peanut buried under the peanut farm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the way back to Ronald Reagan to ensure compliance with the Presidential Records Act. They had to pass a law, apparently. Oh. Is it a recent law? Uh, I don't know. According to a copy okay. obtained by the Associated Press, the act states that any records created or received by the president are the property of U.S. government and will be managed by the archives at the end of an administration. Oh, so Trump couldn't even kept it just because everyone else was doing it. What? The archives sent the letter it's a defense to... defense that won't hold up in court. Right. The archives sent the letter to representatives of former presidents Donald Trump, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush, and Ronald Reagan, former Vice Presidents Pence, Biden, Cheney, Gore, and Quayle. Speaking of foul. <laughs> nice. Have you ever had quail eggs before? They honestly suck. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I we used to put them in uh, oyster shots. I That would actually be a good place for them. But okay. you try to make like an omelet with them, and it's just... You I have to crack like 10 of them. I had like a mental thing. You have to thing. cut them. It's ridiculous. I had a mental thing about eating duck eggs, but then I had really? them and they were just like eggs. Oh, you yeah. have to put, uh, I heard you had to put lemon juice on them to make them not smell bad. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Whoever made them, made them right. I was just like, well, oh, they're just like eggs. You know? I would yeah, totally eat smell. a bald eagle egg. Just saying. My freedom. Yep. <laughs> uh, responsibility to comply with the Presidential Records Act, quote, does not diminish after the end of administration, unquote, the archives wrote in the letter. Is this a felony? Can they all get charged yeah, now? Probably. Therefore, we request trial. that you conduct an assessment of any materials held outside of the archives that relate to the administration for which you serve as a designated representative under the PRA to determine whether bodies of materials previously assumed to be personal in nature might inadvertently contain presidential or vice presidential records subject to the PRA, whether classified or unclassified. They said self-importantly. It is our responsibility to maintain the documents, and we've lost track over the past 40 years. It's kind of weird that there even is such a thing as classified documents. Shouldn't we all just be able to know whatever it says? How about there's a department of the government called the Archives? Yeah, it just (laughs) sounds sketchy, you know? (sighs) What are they, the Oracle? We are the keeper of all the knowledge. No, it's not you. It's the internet. (laughs) Well, it is now. But at some point, it was a library. They certainly keep a lot of it, right? Sure. Uh, Spokespeople for all of the aforementioned people did not immediately respond to requests for... They list them all again. I'm just not going to say them again. 
Uh, Freddie Ford, chief Donald Trump, who set out a tweet. Well, if uh, Elon lets him. Uh, Freddie Ford, chief of staff to former President George W. Bush, suggested in his response to the archives that Bush's office did not believe a search was necessary, saying, thank you for your note. We understand its purpose and remain confident that no such materials are in our possession. Sounds like they need to search him. What, they didn't just bust down his door with a barricade and, you know. Maybe he gave them all to Hillary, who shredded them all. We don't Hmm. know. We don't know. They remain confident, however. Well, I mean, if they did go after Bill or Hillary, right, that's a suicide. You mean Hillary? Hillary. Another one. That's right. I'm three for three on the night. Boom. That's four. Dropping portmanteau like, well. No, that's four. Like a a loose uh, bowel movement. Mm. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what they do? uh, Wait till he gets into microducing. Well. Not on air. Beer Talk Live. At any rate, uh, Biden's lawyers came across classified documents from his time as vice president in a locked cabinet as they were packing up an office he no longer uses in November. He didn't even know he had them. I I, I don't know what happened. I just flake. I don't know the combination. Of course, uh, subsequent searches by the FBI and Biden's lawyers have turned up more documents. Former Vice President Pence, too, this week discovered documents and turned them in after saying previously he did not believe he had any. He was confident, apparently. The White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment, but the searches by Biden's attorneys and the FBI appear to fulfill the archives' request. The archives had no comment. Blah, 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 blah. So it's easy to jump to the conclusion that they're hoarding these documents for nefarious purposes, right? I was selling them to foreign agents yeah, or whatever. Or they just forgot about them. Well, that's easy. That's a mistake. You know, like anything could be a classified document, right? I mean, it has to be declared classified, but sure. But what does that even mean? Right. It means they went, this one's classified. I feel like anything could be classified. No, I feel like everything should be declassified. I'm with you. When it comes to the United States government. Understood. But then then where would you put it? On the internet and at the archive? I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, blockchain Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Scan it, upload it. It's fine. I'm not That's disagreeing with you. Yeah. Just, but she's saying anything should be cla- can be classified. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't yeah, know the what bureaucrats, warrants it. Yeah. To yeah. Be bureaucrats figure that out. Right, somebody's got a you rubber stamp. Classified. Right, top secret. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. But like anything that runs across the president's hands, they'd be like, "Oh, this is now classified." Right. Look at all the times somebody goes to uh, do a FOIA request, and whatever they get comes back heavily redacted. Yes, even though it's not classified. Yeah. Right. So, like, what is that? Is that classified? Is that not classified? No, it's redacted. Letting you have this information would put lives at risk across the world. So we're going to black it out with, you know, black highlighter. (laughs) It's the opposite of whiteout, isn't it? The the redaction. Blackout? Yeah, Yeah. blackout is what it is, right? They actually thought they were using a highlighter the whole time. And they just realized. Certainly was not highlighting. They're like, wait, this is a Sharpie? I'm confused. We better mark the really important parts of this Freedom of Information Act for this particular customer. Right? Yeah. Customer. Right? Nope. Like we're customers. Victim. Slave. 603-283-6160. Our number three of Free Talk Live is coming up. Stay tuned. We've got more in store for you.
of our Back fake again, uh, again, fake special again. effects. Our audio delay, delay, delay. You can say that again, that again. Captain's back, back, back. And there's gonna be trouble. Wait, no. Tell her that wrong song. Yeah, What are we doing here? Oh, yeah, we're a uh, live call-in radio talk show. What are we called? Free Talk Live. What's the telephone number? 603-283-6160. When we last left our heroes, we were talking about... Uh, Apparently, Gordon. Oh. Apparently, apparently, the government uh, needs to ask former politicians to sort of check around their places, make sure that there aren't any yeah, stray case, classified documents laying about. Just in case you might have left them there or something. It seems like entrapment, right? How can you admit yeah, to having would, it all of a sudden? Why would I tell you about that? No, of course I don't have classified documents in my <laughs> basement safe at my son's house in the Hamptons. Okay, um, I want to talk about this particular topic. I want to get the good thing he's term. in charge. Yeah, the term. Have you guys ever heard of home equity theft? Um, no. All right, you guys know what home equity is, though, yes. right? Yes. You buy a house and the value goes up, and it's the difference between what you owe versus what it's valued at. Right? Sounds like a scam, yeah. but continue. All right. So this from FEE. What does that stand for? Uh, the Foundation for Economic Education. That's true. Fee.org. How a Massachusetts town seized a farmer's $370,000 property to cover a $60,000 tax debt wow. and kept the change. They sound like monsters. This is referred to as home equity theft, and it's a much bigger problem than many realize. Yeah, Isn't like imagine illegal? being retired. You know, and you don't have the money. I mean, that just, that's criminal. Oh, it's worse than criminal. It's political. I, I, seriously. It's evil. It's it's worse than, uh, what do they call it, when the tax man comes to take your property? Theft? Uh, no, no, no. That's, there's a term for... Uh, Foreclosure? No, when they oh. acquire the property. Uh, Eminent domain? Eminent domain is one of them. There's another one. I don't know. Asset forfeiture or something. Okay. Well, that's civil asset forfeiture okay. is the the process by which they use to take property. Uh, so this is even more heinous than no. all of that. Whoever whoever did this, whoever was involved with doing this, I hope they can't sleep at night. I hope they have nightmares for the rest of their life of stealing this person's home from them and their livelihood. No, they don't care. It's just process. You're just following the rules. Rules set that's forth the by thing. The state. Like, imagine being a normal person. You work for the state, and this is what you do. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. At the very least. Yeah. yeah. I'm just doing my job, man. I go to work. I grab the classified well, documents. Sucks. I come home. You should be shunned from society. Absolutely. For even being I'll throw employed. rocks at you. No, I wouldn't do that. But Alan, someone should. Alan Di Pietro is an alpaca farmer in the town of Stoney. Oh, Di Pietro. Yeah. Do you know her? I might. Wait, what's the first name again? Alan. No. In the town of Bolton, Massachusetts. Uh, that's literally where I'm from. No relation the to Michael. The town over. No relation to Michael Bolton. Oh Wait, my I gosh, actually, you know I these people. I actually literally know these people. I went to high school with, a, I'm not going to say his first name, but yeah. this Population 5,376. Yeah. That's I, literally I, where she's from, but it's also the town over. Just, well, that's what I'm saying. I okay. went to high school in Bolton, Massachusetts. I went. They were rivals. That's well, wild. You didn't really go to high school for very long. Uh, two years. Okay, that's half of what I, I did spends. cheerleading there when I was in fourth grade. 
<laughs> All right. Come on, dude. This is my... Wait, uh, this is wild. Okay, continue. How do you say the last name? Petro? DePetro. It's not Pietro? No, it's DePetro. Uh, okay, all right. Ellen DePetro uh, is huh? an alpaca farmer. Are we not going to talk about that? In... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about making the fourth grade cheerleader. I have photos. If you, you want to upload them to the website. No. They get rated again? Come on. Uh, he lives in an RV on the 34-acre property where he keeps his alpacas, and he sells their fleece. He literally fleeces the alpacas to make a living. Then he got fleeced by the government. Now he's complaining. DePietro wasn't always a farmer. He previously worked as a chief engineer for iRobot, a company that makes autonomous home cleaning devices such as the Roomba vacuum cleaner. He became disenchanted with bureaucracy and red tape of the corporate world. However, so in 2008, he decided to leave that world behind and begin his alpaca farming venture. Should have done it in New Hampshire. Yeah, honestly. The years since then have not been easiest for him. In 2014, he suffered a financially devastating divorce that ultimately led to bankruptcy. So got fleeced by his wife while he's fleecing the alpacas. It all comes around full circle. After the bankruptcy, he still had some money in a 401k, and he used it to buy the 34-acre property he now lives and farms on. The home he was living in was foreclosed, however, and he was evicted in 2016. It was then that he moved the motorhome to the farm. In the ensuing years, DiPietro found himself in a protracted legal dispute over how he could use his own property. Go figure. Massachusetts not his. that. He had mowed some fields and had built some wooden fencing and some small sheds, but he was later told these actions violated certain state and local environmental regulations. As a result of various enforcement actions and lawsuits, DePietro struggled to use his property in a profitable manner, and his financial situation became dire. He became delinquent on his property taxes in 2016, and the 14% annual interest began accruing on his unpaid taxes. As the years went by, the legal battle intensified and DePietro's situation only worsened. By 2021, he owed the town roughly $60,000 in unpaid taxes and other costs. Owed, right, yeah. The property value at the time was roughly $370,000, and DePietro did own it outright. A couple, or so he thought. Or so he thought, that's right. A couple of simple solutions to his debt problem likely jumped to the top of your mind. Couldn't he just make money with the property some other way or sell part of it to pay his debt? Indeed, he could if the town would let him. Oh, wow. Okay. But but the town stopped him. Yeah, welcome to Bolton. The town stopped him at every turn. When he applied for a forestry permit to sell trees on his land, for example, the town's conservation officials asked for it to be denied on account of his alleged environmental violations and the department in charge of permits complied with this request he was also prohibited by the town from getting a guard dog and from connecting to the internet and the electrical grid seriously and the town would not legally recognize his address honestly i'm not surprised bolton massachusetts is one of the worst places these and other restrictions undermine several potential projects the town also refused to give him the permits he needed to sell part of his land and the reason for the refusal was the fact that he had outstanding property tax debt. Literally doesn't make any sense, but okay. None of this makes any sense. Why did they, Oh yeah, but they're going to they're going to take the land anyway, so they were just finding a way. What they're did just he do? Being D-bags. Whose toes did he step on? 
It's not hard in this town. Okay. Listen. Uh, yeah. I, Here's yeah. what you got to do. Invest in a bulldozer. Put it in a warehouse. For- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over the Bolton police station, please. Watch some videos about Marvin Hemeyer. <laughs> and hopefully the makers this of those is- videos don't go to jail for influencing you on whatever you're about to do. Or the movie Tread. That was a good one, too. That was that was good. I enjoyed that yeah. one. Uh, in short, DePietro was caught in a catch-22. He had to pay the debt to get permission to make money, but he needed money first to pay the debt. With, oh, you just go down to your local bank and get a loan. With the debt remaining unpaid, a land court foreclosed on the property in December 2021, transferring absolute title of the land to the town as payment for the debt. So this is the same town that doesn't let you paint your own house because it's in a historical district and it needs to be either white or whatever color. And if you do paint your house, you need to pay a giant fine. This is also the same town that takes land from people because they say, oh, they're just um, extending the the main street. So you can either take our $10,000 or however much we're going to pay you for your land or we're just going to steal it. This is the same town that pulls people over for going five miles over the speed limit and harasses them. These, I mean, you could be describing. I have a lot of history with this area. You could be describing many towns in the United States. I understand you are personally familiar with this, but uh, having traveled around and the same, you know, done some driving, done some driving for a living, uh, I this is not the only town that engages in these practices. I do have to take this opportunity on the radio to trash the Bolton Police Department. She needs to vent. Because I have had severe trauma, years, years worth of trauma, because of the Bolton Police Department. The Bolton, Massachusetts police are the worst police I have ever encountered in my life. They pick on fourth grade cheerleaders. They do. (laughs) Me, a previous fourth grade cheerleader, they have... (laughs) <laughs> harassed on multiple occasions. I just want to see Nikki get interviewed on like, like a a, a newscast, like a local World news. Star. And no, I just, was a cheerleader. No, no, no. Whenever her picture comes up, she starts talking. It says Nikki, former fourth grade cheerleader. Fourth grade cheerleader. That's your big claim to fame. Yeah, sounds. Uh, right. The town has also uh, getting back to this guy, uh, DePetra. The town has since That's initiated eviction proceedings to remove him from the property. And what about the $310,000 difference in equity above and beyond the debt? The equity should rightfully belong to DiPietro, No, right? they're going to build another football stadium with it. Yeah, the town kept it, which yeah. is allowed to do under state law, apparently. Like, what? Uh, yeah. On today's episode of Massachusetts Sucks. Yeah, just to drop the M. Yeah. Uh, so they wrote the law that says if we seize your property, we can keep all the value? Yeah, probably. Oh, it wouldn't well, surprise me. I mean, then it's legal then. What can you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, they wrote a law that says they can literally steal your property and you can do nothing about it. So noting, oh, they wrote it down. Noting mm-hmm. the injustice, the Pacific Legal Foundation, known as the PLF, joined DiPietro in filing a lawsuit against the town on January 10th. On what uh, grounds? It was month. legal. It was the legal taking. Demanding he get back the portion of the equity which is rightfully his. 
well, that he thinks is rightfully his, but clearly the law states otherwise. Well, it wasn't ever really rightfully his, right? Because as long as no. you had to pay taxes on it, basically it's the government's really his, your landlord yeah. and it's not really yours. Can so. you uh, just real quick tell me what date this article is from? I mean, uh, the lawsuit was being filed on January 10th of 2023. Okay. So, so yeah. fairly yeah. recent. Uh, the, uh, they foreclosed in December of 2021. Okay. So this article is from January 27th with a bunch of cute little alpacas. Yeah, they look cute. Uh, Fuzzy little guys. <laughs> a pervasive problem, the article continues, the practice of keeping... The equity of a foreclosed property above and beyond the debt owed is known as home equity theft, and it's a lot more common than you might think. Across the country, local governments and private tax lien investors regularly foreclose on properties for unpaid tax debts and then keep the whole value of the property, even though that value is often far greater than the amount of debt that was owed. In 38 states, this is illegal. Foreclosing parties are required to sell the property and return the excess profits to the original homeowner. In 12 states, however, one of which is Massachusetts, local governments or private investors can take the entire value of a tax-foreclosed home. I'm just surprised that the other 38 states haven't followed suit. (laughs) Why Why not? What's to stop them? A recent PLF report highlights how extensive this practice has become. In our study of 31 Massachusetts localities representing one-third of the state's population, the government foreclosed and sold 254 homes for tax debt from January 2014 through 2020. There is no way that could turn corruption, right? Oh, the budget shortfall? Let's just go... Let's go get the tax assessor out there to raise the value assessed. Right. And then when people can't pay, we'll just take the whole thing. Massachusetts law allowed the taking of an estimated $60 million in equity above and beyond what these homeowners owed in property tax debt. So that's a $60 million profit that these thugs are further raping. Not only are they demanding tax, which is theft extortion, Hmm. if you will, uh, once uh, you cannot do anything about it and make that payment, they're going to take your property, they're going to sell it, and they're going to keep the change. Well, I guess we know where that new police station came from. Another 154 homes were foreclosed for tax debts from January 2014 through December 2020 by a private investment company that purchased tax liens, the right to collect uh, the tax debt, from the state. So there's a third party that buys these contracts from the states yep. and goes out and does Cronyism. this stuff themselves. Massachusetts law allowed the taking of an estimated $37 million in equity above what these homeowners owed in property tax. I thought you said it was 60. Uh, 60 million uh, Massachusetts. That was January 2014 through June 2020. And then Massachusetts law allowed the taking of an estimated $37 million for... January 2014 through December 20. That doesn't make sense. Okay. So there's a, there's a typo here. I'm not sure which one. Okay. Skip it. Move it on. Uh, DePietro unjustly lost roughly $310,000 of equity, representing 84% of his property value, roughly. This is a fairly typical case, judging by the PLF report. In the localities we studied, homeowners lost 87% of their home equity on average, nearly $260,000 per home. Imagine if you could just like... Uh, you know what I? I need uh, like somewhere around three hundred grand. 
let's uh, let's find somebody who's behind on their property taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go ahead foreclose that bastard, uh, sell the place, and keep the change. Now we've got our three hundred grand. And they wrote that into the law, like it's allowed when we do it, theft when you do it, it's allowed when we do it. <laughs> they, yeah, it's there's apparently an disgusting. argument in favor of this practice. They, they go on to say the argument in favor of this practice is that the lost equity basically amounts to a fine or penalty for tax delinquency. No, that's the interest they already have been charging. I know. You broke the law, after all, and breaking the law has consequences, the reasoning goes. That's what it says. If a state deems that one of those consequences should be that you lose the equity in your home, so be it. Yeah, do yourself a favor and move out of Massachusetts right now, right this second. Can we influence that dude to kill himself? Mm -hmm. Is that we're going to get in trouble for that? Probably, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The argument not the property owner, but the dude who's suggesting that it's the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he can. Wherever they got the argument in favor right. from, yeah. they don't specify. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So I'm not influencing anyone in particular then. The arguments against this practice take a few different forms. For one, mm-hmm. detractors argue taking more value than what's owed is simply unjust. You think? Does there need to be another argument? Yeah, no dirt. Is that not the only argument that they should be making? They also argue that this violates just compensation clause of the Fifth Amendment, which states that if a government takes yeah. private property for public use, it must compensate the property owners yeah. appropriately. But that's not for public use, it's, though. That's not an eminent domain taking. You right. know what? The the worst part about this whole thing, like I can believe that some bureaucrats and in the state, it would say that they can do this. But the fact that there are real human beings that are assisting taking houses from people and completely not even giving them what they're you know not even giving them the rest of the value of the home back and most of the time these are elderly people who are retired the fact that real human beings are assisting in this well this is just a failed business blows my mind right this was not even a case of the elderly he was just like a failed businessman right right, who fell behind it doesn't i mean and was trying to work out other ways to do it and in theory he had the assets yeah to pay the debt they just wouldn't allow him to liquidate. They wanted to take his No, property. because it's the state being the state in Massachusetts is especially heinous. Those who would put forward the argument that this taking amounts to a fine, detractors would respond by pointing to the Eighth Amendment, which states that excessive fines shall not be imposed. Surely, this is an excessive fine if there ever was one. Yeah, yeah. don't call me Shirley. And yeah, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> A final argument against this practice is the simple point that it tends to impact the most vulnerable members of society more than others. PLF yeah, people comments, can't pay their fines. Right. Like similar tax foreclosure schemes in other states, the Massachusetts system likely hits vulnerable people the hardest. Most people mm-hmm. don't intentionally fail to pay their property taxes, as with uh, Calkins's, another case, and many others, life happens. Homeowners get sick, experience personal financial crises, or miscalculate a late payment, research demonstrates that the elderly, sick, and poor are especially at risk of losing their most valuable asset, their homes, for unpaid property taxes. So, yeah. Point made. Definitely. The 19th century French economist Frederick Bastiat coined a term that aptly describes this practice. Legal plunder. Oh, yeah. 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 This is definitely... Uh, falls into that category bureaucratic piracy right on the high seas of finance and taxation 
The law, says Bastiat, is supposed to prohibit theft, but all too often it is weaponized by governments and special interest groups to enable theft. Rather than being outlawed, plunder is legalized and legitimized. How do we know when legal plunder is occurring? Bastiat gives us a handy diagnostic tool in his 1850 book, The Law. Great book. But how is this legal plunder to be identified? Quite simply, see if the law takes from some persons what belongs to them and gives it to other persons to whom it does not belong. See if the law benefits one citizen at the expense of another by doing what the citizen himself cannot do without committing a crime. All of taxation. Yep. All of it. it. Well, the existence of government. Yep. All of it. Well, the the existence of government, right, is is necessitated by taxation. They yeah. they have to plunder some way to finance their operation. Right, right, right. It's it's based on uh, right. immoral acts, corrupt acts. Right. If you could prevent them from getting the money, right? Well, then why they would do st- why ahead. do they need to steal the money if they can just print it? Well, because Massachusetts can't print it. Right, you need no, the you, you need the the almighty federal government yeah. to print the money, and there's tons of rich people there to steal money from, and poor people for that matter. In a world of secure property rights, taking the entire value of a property for a much smaller debt would surely be a crime. Surely, we said, don't call me surely. We already made the joke. Yeah, carry on. In fact, some, including this author, would argue that property taxes, as such, constitute legal plunder. They do. Yeah since they involve forcefully taking money from peaceful property owners. Whether you agree with that or not, it should be clear that taking equity above and beyond what is owed is indeed theft. Not only is this a grave injustice, it also harms vulnerable people and gives governments a powerful incentive to back these people into a corner, as the Bolton government did with mm-hmm. DiPietro. Yeah. It's and long it, past time to end this predatory practice. In honor of bad slave, we should point out that no taxes are owed, right? Correct. They are taken. Right. You don't pay taxes. They take taxes. Show me where you agreed, where you consented to having a giant system that is basically the harbinger of death and destruction. Uh, Because I can't find where I consented. Can you? 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Lights are flashing. Nobody's home. It's Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. We apologize if you heard some silence there for just a moment. Looks like a technicality came our way. But We're too busy arguing over we have, sushi. We have overcome the technicality, <laughs> and uh, we are here. I do want to tell everybody that ForkFest 2023 is coming up. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians 
from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. This year, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before ForkFest. So ForkFest is now the pre-funk for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's right. ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party, where you can connect with other attendees. You can find links to the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum, all at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there again, ForkFest.Party. All right. Now, being that I read that without any glasses on. Good job. Should have committed to memory by now. To do. Like, yeah, I basically guessed on most of the words because I've read it, you know, a thousand times or whatever it's been. All right, glasses are back on. Uh, also, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Michael LaMaio. Michael LaMaio is a platinum-level amplifier. That means he gives $25 a month to help a- advertise, market, promote, and support, and support Free Talk Live. That means that he enjoys... The program, he enjoys the hosts, the co-hosts, the perspective of liberty, freedom, peace that we bring, the topics that we cover, and he thinks that it's a good use of his liberty dollar to become an amplifier over at ampstatfreetalklive.com. You can join us, too. Uh, Most of the money goes to getting us onto more radio stations. We're on, I think, 170-ish stations right now we could be 200 we have been before we could be 250 we could be 300 it's all up to you please visit amps.freetalklive.com thank you again michael lamayo we appreciate you all right when we last left our heroes what were we talking about you remember uh property taxes and that's right theft and plunder and this whole assachusetts article about yeah and read bosti out yeah read savages yeah uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts first. We have Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Thank you. Oh, yes. You're welcome. Uh, yes, I, I just, my wish is that I wish that we had a, a pedestrian um, safety coalition group of New Mexico. I wish we had an official group, and we don't. I wish I was you a little bit taller. One. Why are you well, I mean, so Sarah? Here in Mexico, we got the MAD. It seems like they're pretty strong. The, they're really, we got a MAD chapter here. And then we got some kind of a bicyclist organization. I don't know what they do. They put up a lot of fines. I'll tell you what but they do. They I run red lights. Way more than cars. You know, Sarah, you could probably start such a group, become the leader of such a group, gain sponsorship by your local city or state government, even county, perhaps, mm. and then you could Why? derive a salary from the taxpayers by taking money from other people and getting it for yourself. Hmm, sounds terrible. Start a super yeah. PAC. And then you could spend oh. the rest of your life justifying the work that you do in order to maintain that relationship and keep getting everybody paid. It, it, it's, um, so it starts out like as um, like a like a... Not a not official group, but and then they might wind up getting sponsors, and then somehow you could twist that around to make it making the um, state and the city give you money for your group. Is that and then it becomes a salary? Is that how it works? And then you become part of government. 
You could call it the Pan Am Day. Pedestrians against the Mexican drivers. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Uh, some kind of a jingo name. Right. You You're know? welcome. Trademark. Yeah. Don't forget yeah, us in your will. But, yeah, but it's kind of funny because I've been calling our, our during sessions, I've been calling the state house, and they've been picking up the phone, and they, they're picking my bill, uh, phone calls and name and all that stuff. But And they're like, when I bring up the seat camera, they're like, are you with any organization? It's like I wish there was an organization. I I don't I I'm not, I don't belong to any kind of organization. You know. So I'm, I don't know how up. easy it is there, Sarah, but it's fairly easy to start an organization here in New Hampshire, right? You just file mm. the appropriate paperwork and pay the appropriate funds, and boom, you're an organization. I'm sure that's the same everywhere. I there, there yeah. might be some other. They've got to have forms just laying around. Yeah. They are bureaucrats, aren't they? Right. But you could start. But, yeah, you could start the organization, and right. then when you call your representative's yeah. office, right, then you could say, "No, I'm with you know Pan MD, right? Do you steal it? I'm, I don't. I don't care if you take that one. You're Pan MD, right? And then the more important thing is you have to start making donations, right, right, to their campaign, yeah, for them to actually take notice of Pan MD. So when they start receiving donations to their reelection campaign from, from Pan, Pan MD. MD and you mentioned that you're with Pan MD. They'll go, oh, yeah. Oh, Sarah, I remember you. Yes. So you come- really start making headway. Right. Yeah. Giving her ideas. I mean, yeah, if you're going to play the game, I, that's I, how you play I the game. Right? It's time for me to start it because nobody else wants to start it. I know it's so difficult when other people don't do what you want them to do. Yeah, most of the time, Sarah, uh, people with, uh, oh, I don't know, narcissistic or psychopathic uh, personality traits are the ones who are generally attracted to uh, working for and in and with government. Well, I mean, that's a... So if you want to, the door's open, I'm sure. Well, this explains, okay, so we're number one in pedestrian fatality pro capita, and at the same time, there's no pedestrian safety coalition at all in the state of New Mexico. I mean, you know, that's a correlation, you know? Right. So it's like... It's so once like, your organization uh, starts donating to the cause, right, then legislatures will start a committee for you, right? Or you got to run for office yourself, Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what usually people do when they really want. I've I've seen people that lost a family, a whole carload of the family was killed by a drunk driver. So one of one of their family ran for office to change the law. He actually went for senate or there you um, go. representative. You know what I mean? Yeah. For that, but the, this was a guy going the wrong way on the freeway here in New Mexico. So, so the, they, the they, formula they is there. You just got to follow the formula. So what would you say, once you've organized this coalition, Sarah, what is the purpose? What would you do? What would you say you do in this coalition? Well, I I would try to figure out ways. I mean, we have been tra- trying to figure out ways. I, I mean, I definitely would like to put more speeding cameras. That bill is up in the house, HB 22. So that we'll be able to put... Um, cameras on U.S. And Pedestrian bridge over every highway. intersection. Is that right, Every Sarah? intersection? A pedestrian bridge over every intersection? Sounds Just expensive. a suggestion. Ah, taxpayers pay for it. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. Once you get your pedestrian coalition up and running. I mean, once they steal everybody's property. Yeah, to pay for it. Plenty yeah. of money, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's any, it's any better, but it's, it, you know, the thing is, it's going to be a lot of work for me to, I thought about yeah. doing it. But me and Richard, we we got our two man coalition. When they call, like, no, we we got our 
we know we know that we're calling and writing letters and calling in the radio station. We're doing our little thing, but um, but you know, I I just it's gonna take a lot of work because I wish that we were organized because we would have like a like a committee going up to Santa Fe. Maybe like three people all loaded up from Albuquerque go up to Santa Fe. Maybe we'll have some people that live in Santa Fe that will put us up for two, three nights just to speak up and then come back or something. But we don't have any kind of coalition, so it's very difficult. I think the oddest thing about this call is everything you say in your wish for, right, you can be your own genie, right? Like you can make all that happen with little to no help from anybody else. And I mean, Richie gave you a pretty good start. I mean, he gave you a lot of good ideas. Yeah, it's it's a first. But you know what? I I love I really like working with uh, New Mexicans against tobacco. We had a big anti-tobacco committee, and they were already. No, in I figured New Mexicans would love tobacco. No, smokers are an easy target. Yeah. Smokers? Oh, they're they're railroaded out. I yeah. mean, but I I got involved when they were trying to throw them out of restaurants. Yeah. And the only city that was that thrown out was Las Cruz, a little town. They threw them out of restaurants back then. That was 20 years ago. They lost but the airplanes. They lost the, the restaurants. Yeah, the hospitals. Oh, the we got to draw a line somewhere. Too. <laughs> so, but, you know, it was easy because they had a committee. This but is the smoking the section of the needle ward. It's just like I'm just uh, on my own, it feels like. I mean, I don't know of any people. It's just so, I, you're right, I got to get. If I want to do all that sacrifice and work, I gotta do all that coalition, and I, yeah. I really, I really don't know if I could do all that. So, but no, anyway. I believe in you, Sarah. I'm sure you could. I mean, you got the time, right? Just walk down to yeah, the city but, office and start filling out forms. No, I, there's I a document somewhere. Calling the state reps, all there's all seventy of them, and I looked it up on the internet, and so. I know what their name is and their district and their thing. And yeah. then so, and then the, so that's the first step. Well, so the first step is starting your organization so you can call and represent an organization. Yeah. So you go ahead and get yeah. that started, Sarah, and give us a call back. Let us know how the Pan MD <laughs> goes. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for the call. But don't call until you do. Like, get that started and then let us know. Yeah, certainly. Let us yeah. know how that okay. goes. Uh, moving right along, let's go to Rob in Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was just listening to that last caller there, and I'm just, yeah, okay. So, anyways, um, great opinion. You great opinion. Talking about taxes and and the police and stuff like that. And, yep. Yep. And, yep. I hate both know, of them. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a way to be able to, you know, for the people to be able to sort of fix that, and that is a you know just stop stop paying your taxes. You know? Well, okay, okay. Well, but then hold they, on. But then they do what they did to this guy. They yeah. come and they take mm-hmm. your house. Yeah, but I mean, there isn't enough people. Like in the city of King, if everyone decided, you know what, we're not going to pay our taxes for the first six months. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? And, and it's Bill just, you it's, the interest after that six months is up. You know, it would be a okay. good idea, but just the unfortunate thing is, the majority of the people, like let's take Keen for example. The majority of the people that live here are total diehard statists. Uh, and a, and bunch a lot of, my of them are liberals. Yeah. I mean, they love you taxes. Know, you know, they think they're, you know, they. Ways, there's other ways to be able to, you know, to raise money for different things and stuff. Like, for instance. Absolutely. Uh, 
the the that Buffalo Bills football player when he took that nasty hit and he was down, okay, uh, he had a fundraiser going on before he got that. Which is weird because he's a millionaire. But what I'm saying is, is that he wanted to raise up twenty five hundred dollars so we could donate this money, you know, for local kids for the Christmas. Yeah, and he raised millions. But when that guy took that hit, and he ended up in the hospital, uh, that went up to you know six, seven million dollars. Yep. And the people are the ones that donated that money. Yeah. Well, you have a good point though. Like everything that the government claims is necessary to do build a bridge right yeah. uh, some waterworks right that kind of thing can all be done by gofundme absolutely and if it was really necessary people would want to pay money if the roads here are crap i would gladly want to pay money to fix them right or since- businesses businesses would come in and be like roads are important in people getting to my business yes. so i will pitch in but you like those massachusetts roads don't you nikki no i don't i hate them Oh. They, they're terrible. They're worse than they're worse than New Hampshire roads. Yeah, where's that tax money going? Mm-hmm. A little suspicious. I could have sworn her social media post was claiming the contrary a couple of weeks no, ago. No, but... it was about the amount of snow falling. Okay, that's what that was. I right, I, so I wouldn't add, hold her to her social media post. Oh, okay. Add something else to this equation. You know, I don't want to lose my train of thought here, but you know, if well, people bring up the caboose, then Rob, the state that you live in. Okay, you can look up and see what all of your, you know, your politicians and lawyers and and judges and you know, yep. public, you know, you can see what all of their pensions are each year, you know, and it's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, and each year they they cry about, uh, you know, they don't make enough money, and they, you know, force people to, you know. Get more tax revenue so those pensions can go up. But even so, how many of those people that collect those pensions, how many of them actually truly earned it? Yeah, zero. Well, yeah, the bureaucrats answer zero. I think that if you're going to have a pension like that, it only only lasts as long as how long you worked at that business or whatever. You know, I don't know. I mean, voluntary pensions okay. Right? Yeah, if you, if you can find a company that is large enough where they offer a pension and it's sustainable. Yeah, yep. why do I have to pay for it? Right, exactly. Anything else, Rob? That's, no, that's it. I spotted off enough. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. There might be time to get you in. I also, spoiler alert, uh, the roads aren't any better in Vermont either. They yeah, suck everywhere. I mean, they, they do. They really do. Even in places where... There's a lot of money. Like, I lived in Seattle. Seattle roads suck. I mean, they're a bit more complicated than other places because everything is a bridge, quite yeah. literally. Everything in the Seattle area is a bridge. But still, the roads suck potholes, just, and, like, it's crazy. It's funny, right? Because everyone always talks about the roads. Well, you know, if we don't have taxes, who's going to take care of the roads? And then, on the other hand, everyone always complains about the road. No matter where you go, no matter where you live, if you're on the coast, if you're up north, everyone's always complaining about the roads. The roads suck. There's all these potholes. Okay, well, clearly, the people we're paying to maintain the roads aren't doing a very good job, so why do they need to rob us and steal our money to pay for the roads that they can't maintain? I'd rather pay money out of my own pocket. I mean, I I I guess I am, but you know what I mean. The sad truth is because we let them. 
right? Right. I guess so, that's, that's but I'd rather real, that than go real to jail. Yeah. It's because you the, know what I mean? the the people, quote unquote, yeah. right, whatever that means. The to people you, don't want to go to jail. The people, well, the, the people don't realize, right, they're afraid. They don't realize that there are way more of us than there are of them. Yeah. And it's like uh, it's like that picture where it shows the politicians and they're all sitting around a table having a cigar or whatever, and they're on the bent over backs of a large quantity of people. Right. Yeah. And all the people need to do is just start standing up for themselves, mm-hmm. start standing up for their neighbors. It's like a bug's right. life. Yeah. Right. So but here's the, th- here's the thing, and again, it's the topic that doesn't like to get talked about here. Right. For the people to stand up, there there's going to be either violence yeah. or the posturing of violence. Right? How do you stand up against the almighty federal government or local or state government who has the guns and the legal authority to, right. to harm you? And that's the whole bit about like just don't pay taxes. Well, it would be nice if you actually controlled the trigger on paying your taxes. Right. But most of us don't. It's taken anyway. It's taken out of your check automatically by your employer. It's taken out of your mortgage payment when you get the loan from the bank to buy your property. It's just built into everything you do. It's also just step one is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. You you don't pay your taxes. They go through the legal channels to put a lien on your property. Then they send the guys with the guns to take your property. Right. And then what do you do then? Right. I, I, that, that's a good do? question. And I don't know the answer. Are you answer. prepared I know to that, do what it takes to I know maintain that, your property? I mean, can you even do what it takes? In, if you have enough people. How many men do you have? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did the, it at the Bundy Ranch. In the olden days, right? Little House on the Prairie type days, the Old West type days. Yep. Uh, when this type of thing would occur, and then the people would show up to repossess said property, uh, the community would just show up and prevent that from happening. Right. right. Yeah, not here, not now. So there have been methods. Um, I, of course, prefer the nonviolent way. I prefer that we build better systems that outpace and outdo the current systems. Yeah. Uh, and that is my preference for how this sure. evolution should take place. But even the freedom community here, right, is not going to stand up, you know, to protect to to protect a tax protester from losing their property. I mean, they there can try. have been some of that. There has been some of that, specifically here in New Hampshire. Uh, uh, Jason Gearhart, look up yep. uh, his story. Okay, uh, and what he spent time uh, in prison. He's for. a state rep now. No, understood. But he's he protested against the taking. Right. But he ended up in prison. Right. Yeah. And, and they took. And they took. Like they didn't take it like right away. Like the protest That's worked. That's what I'm saying. Sort of delayed it all from happening for a while. Where was the community standing out out front, going like, "We are not going to allow you to take this." Right. I mean, they tried. But, yeah. I mean, people were there. He I think, wasn't the only one. Like I people get it. tried. I, think, I get it. And I think that's f- my point of why I'm like, I would love to not pay taxes, but I don't want to go to jail. But you see you see the, you see the meme online, right, right, with the whole stove thing that happened in the yeah. banning of the, you're, like, you're really going to kill, you know, someone's, you're going to die over a stove. And the meme is like, well, someone's going to. Yeah. Right? That's the attitude. I think like, a version. Yes, I'm drawing my line here. Yeah. And we're going to fight. I think a version of that, of course, is the secession movement. Okay. Right. Uh, NHExit.com.us. I don't remember Whatever. which one it is. Uh, there is a secession movement here in New Hampshire. That'd be pretty ironic and, if it was .us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think there is one. I think there is one that's is not there? US. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about that, though. Don't quote me. So the, the secession movement works, theoretically. Yeah. Right? The federal government goes, nope, not letting you go. Right? What are you going to do? Oh, no. We, we tried. We failed. But 
They're going to come in with tanks. Oh, there's going to be a war. Yeah, so yeah. I think the thing about there secession, the thing about secession is much like the uh, the Declaration of Independence. That wasn't necessarily a question. You know, no, New Hampshire getting together and voting to uh, remove themselves from the yeah. union known as the United States is a declaration, not a question. But the Declaration of Independence was then backed by an actual war to enforce it. And that's what the freedom movement won't do, despite posturing by a bunch of the We've Gundies. got just a couple of minutes. Uh, unscreened caller, what's your name, please? Uh, my name is Andrew. Andrew, where are you calling from? Uh, Tennessee. What's on your mind? So I was uh, I was curious because in my town they're 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 uh, talking about using a lot of money to build a convention center, and um, I, I was curious to see what the population like the age groups of people. And I I stumbled upon the U.S. Census website, and the way they had it categorized for for the city and county I was in. I was in, but it looked like it, it's across the board, but they have it under five, under 18 years old, above 65 years old, and then, and then, and then females. And so it was really hard to actually figure out what the demographic of the county was. Okay. And I didn't know if you guys had, the census it seemed went- like a really odd way to, 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 yeah, to categorize. It sounds the, like they're categorizing people for war. Like, oh, are you over well, sixty five? Are you under eighteen? Are you a woman? Having used was, the was, having used it, the census it, website, it's tricky, and they've dumbed down the way to get the data. So, but it may it, it was it, but there was no I, I couldn't, but I still don't know what the demographic is. I understand, and what I'm suggesting it, is dig deeper on the website because it's there. You may need to like download the raw data and parse through it yourself. Okay. Well, it, it, it's so hard to search things nowadays. Cause I feel You're like correct. every time I search stuff, I go to, I don't know, yeah. I, just, I, I well, feel like I can't actually get to what I'm actually looking yeah, Because for. government is not a private entity where they have to satisfy their customers. It's their, their, well, that their, may be true, but I can tell you how many mobile homes are in a certain county in New Hampshire. Because well, I just there. thought it was really odd because they had age and sex, and the way they categorized it was under five years old, under eighteen years old, over sixty-five years old, and then <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. And, what, and what I'm suggesting is the raw data for that intermediary stage is there somewhere. Hey, uh, why would they? No, thank you for the call. We are out of time, unfortunately. Try us again tomorrow between seven and ten p.m. Uh, or seven days a week. If you missed any part of the show, please catch the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thank you, Rich Rich. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you to all our callers. And peace.